Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 77 of your favorite bi-weekly trophy hunting show. I'm your host, Colin Colhoven, joined, as always, by Daryl Fuimano, the tall Samoan guy. How are you doing this morning, sir? I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited for today's episode. That's what I like to hear. Are you well-rested coming into this? Ooh, man. I, I went to bed early last night, and... I still pre- feel pretty tired, man. It mm. didn't help. I'm glad I got more sleep than the other days this week. Yeah, it's, it was a very long work week, I know, for you guys. So that's, yeah, that's why I was asking, but I'm happy to hear you at least got to bed early last night. Although I had one of those experiences this morning, which maybe you can relate to, where I got up at probably 6.30 because my cat was, was needing food or whatever. So she, my cat woke my wife up. She gets out of bed, woke me up, and I'm like, okay, I feel pretty alert right now should i just stay up but i said no i'm gonna go back to bed for two hours and then i woke up and i was more groggy than if i had just gotten up at six are you familiar with this phenomenon <laughs> sort of uh, it, it didn't happen to me today i actually woke up at, a little earlier than you i woke up at six because oh, uh, my wife was also going to like her gym class early that morning so i woke up as well I figured I was, ah, you know, I might as well just get up and try to be productive around the house. There you go. But yeah, that's kind of the hard thing. If you go to sleep, you're pretty much screwed for the rest of the day. I think so, too. There's something about the REM cycles where if you don't catch it right, it's actually worse to go back to bed. At least that's been my experience. Let's get our other host in on this. We're also joined by the one and only Slugger. How are you doing today, sir? Good morning. Good morning. Or- Afternoon. I guess it's technically great. afternoon for you by about 13 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just passed over. Correct. Yeah. So, but what, what's your take on this? Do you know what I'm talking about here with this rim cycle thing? Do you ever mess it up by actually sleeping more? It's a weird idea, but I think it's true. Um, I, yeah, I can, I mean, I see what you're saying. I don't know. Before kids, when I actually had the ability to sleep in, um, you would definitely, I would have those weekends where it's like, I'd, I'd wake up early and it's like, I should wake up at that time. Like we'll say eight o'clock, but no, I like fall back asleep and then I sleep till like noon. And then it's almost, it's kind of like the midday nap where you wake up and it's just like, Oh, I feel like ass. How do I feel like, how do I feel like this? I just slept for like 12 hours straight. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I mean, scientifically, I don't know if that's accurate, but uh, I, yeah, I've experienced that. So I, yeah, I think there's, there's something in my mind that keeps, telling me like 90 minutes is like a REM cycle. I don't know where this guy's, this could be totally wrong. This is just whatever's floating around in my brain is correct. So for some reason, I just try to like line up my sleep to be in increments of 90 hours. So like I'd rather get seven and a half hours of sleep than eight hours of sleep because I think it corresponds to this REM cycle. Someone let me know. I could be full of shit here. All right. I'm really curious, really curious what other people have to say about this because I agree the nap thing sucks. I'm not a napper. If I'm like up, I'm up until I go to bed. I'd rather go to bed like four hours early than uh, take a midday nap because it just totally wrecks my schedule after that. But Daryl, you nap, right? You're a napper. Well, we have different definitions of nap because I know when I say nap, it's different from what most people would think a nap is because people would think a nap is like one to two. Mm -hmm. I think four to five is like a nap for me. People were like, what? You were mm. sleeping. Yeah, that's a long nap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Four to five as that's a that's a rest. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good old sleep cycle right there. Yeah. I mean, I think of naps as even like thirty minutes, you know, twenty to thirty minute little kind of doze off on the couch while a certain show is on or something like that. 
Um, interesting. Okay. Well, let us know. Write in, folks, and let us know there's what you a, think of this. There's nap calculators that you can say, like, I need to be up by this time. Like, I need to wake up at noon to go to work or something. And it'll tell you, like, all right, you should fall asleep at this time or at this time or at this time to wake up and feel, like, as fresh as possible. The I guess the basis of it is, like, trying to time the average, like, REM cycle for a person. So it's like, hey, fall asleep at these times to get the most out of your REM cycles and not feel like crap when you wake up. Interesting. There's all kinds of weird shit there. I got so my we'll we'll get off this really quickly, but last thing I'll say, my one of my best friends is uh his wife is a doctor, and one of the things that she does is she like if she's tired, she'll drink coffee and then take a 20-minute nap. And she goes, "When you wake up from that 20-minute nap, the caffeine has started to kick in and it's like an extra like boost because you got like that little bit of sleep for the boost of energy plus your caffeine coming in." Just she, so she kind of like swears by that cycle but it seems weird to me to be like i'm gonna drink this cup of coffee and now i'm gonna lay my head down (laughs) for like 20 minutes very weird very weird but shout out to akemi if you're listening you're probably not but shout out to you girl keep doing it okay we got some administrative stuff at the top of the show to go over including some race updates which we said we were going to be giving to folks uh very shortly and here we are giving it to you so we're going to talk a little bit about what the race looks like for the coming year of 2023 there's some Minor changes in terms of more specific rules, which will get posted in the Discord when we get the race rules up in there. But in terms of the general gist of what's going to be happening, the race is returning for the Trophy Talk Discord. It's going to beginning or be beginning, excuse me, on February first. So we're coming up on it really shortly here, and it's going to run until uh, September first. Now you have two months to register for the race. And again, those details go to the discord. If you're listening to this and you're not a member of the discord, check it out. There'll be a post with the rules. You'll react to that post with a certain emoji, which will give you the correct role and you will be locked into participating in the race. Other changes, the monetary prizes have been shifted a little bit. Last year, we did three races of $50 for a first place prize each race. This year, what we're doing is a first place prize of 75 PSN gift uh, gift card credit. Second place is going to be $50 and third place is going to be 25. So the idea behind this is to allow for more competition rather than just one or two people totally running away with it and there not really being a chance for other people to participate in a meaningful way. Now you can at least still try to be competitive around second place or around third place if you're not, you know, way ahead and in first. So I hope I explained that pretty well. Does that make sense to you guys? Are you excited about this race coming back? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I am most excited for the second and third place uh, edition because that's the only way I'm going to stand a chance. We got some beasts <laughs> uh, of trophy hunters in this Discord that just run laps around the rest of us. So props to those guys, but save some for the little guys. 100%. I'm eyeing that third place prize. What about you, Daryl? <laughs> See how are you looking? Yeah, that first prize, man. It's a, it's a big increment from last time. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think the, there's a lot more chances to win this time. So I think everyone's going to be a little bit more incentivized to participate this time around. I hope so. And it is a longer race, right? So part of part of the idea is you can have periods of time where maybe you don't have as much time to game or you, you're not getting as many platinums or something because you're playing longer games. Well, the race is six months now, effectively. So you can you know, have those periods and still uh, try to put some things in the plat shop by the end when the points get totaled. So 
more to come on that in specifics in the Discord. So again, go and check that out. But the race is coming back in only a few days. I'm ready. All right, so that's it for administrative updates at the top and housekeeping. As of last episode, episode 76, we started a couple new segments to the show, including a trophy guessing game at the top that Daryl brought us into last time with a couple really good rounds of that. But this week we've got Slugger, I believe, who's going to be taking us into some games. So That's all right. All right, let's get into it. Take us away, sir. <clears throat> all right, so I'm going to follow Daryl's lead on this. I got a warm-up game which I, I think you guys should be able to guess pretty easily. And then, yeah, that'll be the warm-up round. And then I got a second game. Um, I guess to reestablish the rules, uh, I will talk about a bronze, silver, and gold trophy. I'll give the trophy name and then a description for said trophy. And then hopefully you guys will be able <laughs> to guess the game. Or maybe not. I, I don't know if I want you to guess it or if I don't want you to guess it. But mm. um, Well, you said the first one's should be easy so if we don't guess that one i'm gonna feel really bad about myself <laughs> yeah the first one should be a nice little uh get the brain juices flowing a little warm-up all right so well hold on one second right into it real quick clarification because last time we had a warm-up and then the real one right i only scored us on the actual quote-unquote real one so do you want both of these questions to be eligible for points I know. I thought it was just the, the second one. Just the second one. All right. We're warm up yep. truly then. Okay, yep. go ahead. Same flow. All right. Same flow. So we got a bronze trophy. It is called Squawk Shot. Shoot down five flying crows in the story. Oh, fuck. Hmm. This sounds hard already. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. I have an idea. That, okay. That's honestly probably the hardest one out of these three. All right. Um, you guys ready for silver? Yeah, let's take, yes. let's take the silver one. And then gut check, Colin, you think you know? I think I know. All right, silver. Title of the trophy is Dashing Dad. Finish the story within three hours. Mm, okay, I know this one. Yep. And then I'll throw gold out there, and then I'll let you guys guess. Yeah, yeah right, we'll so go gold. through all of them. Don't trust that snake oil. Finish the story only using four or less recovery items. Bastards. Oh. <laughs> All right. Daryl, you know right, what you think you know what it is, it. right? Okay. I, I I was pretty confident on the <laughs> on the second part, but now I'm kinda guessing. Okay. Um let me go over my first instinct. I'm gonna say Resident Evil Village. Hell yeah. That's what I was gonna Colin? say too. Resident Evil Village. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. All right, sweet. You guys, you guys got it. Yeah. <laughs> that bronze trophy is kind of tough, the squawk shot, because there's a lot of games that have you shooting birds. Yeah, totally. Right. Those poor birds, I do remember in Village just shooting them all the time because they would drop lay or other items, and, like, yeah, those fuckers didn't stand a chance. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Nice. All right. Are we, are we all ready for the, the actual points-eligible game? All right, points-eligible. Let's do it. I hope so. Okay. All right, we'll start with the bronze. This one is called All the Live Long Day. Survive all four time periods in one day. Mm, ooh, I, I think I know this one. What? All right, shit. <laughs> I'm so fucked. Okay. Uh, all right, silver is called Death Day Suit. Kill the mostly naked character in each map. Oh, yeah, I definitely got this one. I'm so fucked. <laughs> no, no. Mostly naked. No. Four 
Okay, all right. Go ahead. Hopefully this gold will cinch it in my memory here. Yeah, the the gold's almost the harder one. I was hoping the first two would give it away. The gold is called One Perfect Day, complete ending it. So that's a story-related oh, trophy. Oh, okay, I got it. Yep, I got it. And then I do have a bonus silver, um, if you guys want to hear that before you make your guess, or I can throw it out after. It was interchangeable with Death Day Suit. Okay. Um, I feel like I can guess, Daryl. You sounded like you were ready to go, too. But we'll hear oh, it afterwards. From the beginning. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, what, what is Let's it, Daryl? <laughs> Deathloop. Colin, do you agree? I concur that Deathloop is the game. Okay. You guys are both get points. You yes. Guys Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So my bonus silver was, and I picked this one just because I like the name of the trophy. I don't pay enough attention to the name of, names of trophies because I'm seeing some of these and I'm like, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> bling, bling, bang, bang. Equip a loadout worth more than 45,100 residium, residium. Yeah, dude. And I almost threw that in there, but I was like, uh, I like Death Day Suit better. Yeah, the residium's <laughs> more of a, a giveaway, I think, yeah. than the, the other one. I don't know what for some reason with those first two that you named I really could not like jump to Deathloop. I don't know why. I forgot about the naked guy in those levels. I did too. <laughs> Looking at the trophy list, I completely forgot about the naked guy. Mhm. Poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Right, cool. So both of you guys get a point this round. Both nice. got points. Both got points. Now, I'm currently in the lead with 2 points only because I haven't r- asked the questions yet. So it's a little bit inflated, but currently We've all got every single one we could. So you guys each have one point. I've got two. Next round, I won't be able to earn a point, so we could all be tied after the next one. Some good stuff there. Good stuff. I'm going to start ramping up the difficulty every time I host. I think I said that last time, but every time I pick a game, I want to make it a little harder and harder. Yeah, I think that's what we had kind of agreed. So I'll do next round a little, like, kind of an easier one as well. And then once it gets back to Daryl, then after that, we'll kind of maybe go a little bit more difficult. Um, but very cool. Hopefully you guys are enjoying that game at home and hopefully you got the answer correct. If you didn't, uh, shame on you. Okay. Shame on you. Unless you didn't play the games, then that's fair. Very good. Thank you, Slugger. All right. Let's get into our shout outs to our Patreon supporters. Oh, sorry. I skipped a section. My bad guys. Plat shout outs. Jesus Christ. Also from supporters, but in a different sense, we pull these from discord and this is where we want to spotlight and give a special little shout out to some achievements and trophies earned by our Discord members across the last few week period. So I'll go ahead and get going on this. We've got a, a seven to get through today because there is a few that, well, I'll get to it. There's a few that were in a different ecosystem, but I still felt worthy of shouting out. So first and foremost, we got King6969 coming in with Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, sitting at a 5.41% on PSM profiles and a 0.4% for PS4 native. This is a pretty great game. I think all three of us have played this, although I haven't played it on PlayStation. But congratulations, King. And to Slugger and Daryl, you guys really like this game, correct? I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. This, like This game is what Skull and Bones should be, but it's not. Yes. I actually had heard a rumor that it started off, Skull and Bones started off as an Assassin's Creed Black Flag sort of spinoff or sequel even, and then they like were like, oh, we should turn it into its own thing. That's how long that game has been conceptually in development. So, pretty nuts if it's true. Yeah. 
All right, next up, we got Edgelord, JK, EDJ3DG. I always want to say Edge. With Bioshock <laughs> 2 Remastered, sitting at a 19.16% on PSN profiles and a 3.3% for PS4 native. Bioshock 2, really great game. I have never beaten it, but I did rent it from a video store in high school. What about you guys? You played this one? I have I've played never... it. Okay. You have played it or haven't? I have played it. Okay. I played it back on the Xbox. Got almost all the achievements, but did not get all of them. Mm. Doesn't count then, dude. It's no good. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I played this on the PS3, I think, but... Man, I didn't make it very far. I think I only popped one or two trophies. And it's unfortunate because the PS3 version had multiplayer trophies, so there's really no good way I could clean that up. But I do own the remastered. I'd like to play it at some point. Same. I do own the collection. I think, Daryl, you you might as well because I believe it was on a PS Plus offering at one point. Could be wrong on that. but It was, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so I have progress in the first game, but not the second or infinite. But well done, sir. Well done, EDJ. Next up, we've got Man Cave Central with Jumanji, the movie tie-in game. <laughs> it's with a 10.23% on PSN profiles and a steamy 0.1% for PS4 native. Wow. Yeah, I remember him saying this game was really, really grindy in terms of like you just had to start a level and kill yourself a certain amount of times or something like that. It was the, the best way to earn XP was essentially through this like really grindy exploit. So congrats on getting that done. I'm assuming none of us have touched this game, although I have seen the movie. Yeah, I haven't played it. I think it plays like Tomb Raider, uh, or the latest Tomb Raider you did. Um, oh, like the top-down, Temple of Osiris. Yeah, like the isometric shooter. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I'm sure he's happy to have it done. I remember in party chat he was complaining about <laughs> the grindiness of it. So well done, Man Cave. Well done. Next up, we've got Maximum Carnage with Riggs, Mechanized Combat League, with a, which is his 6 out of 10 on his 1 through 10 difficulty challenge. So a little update on that. And this one is sitting at a 0.77% on PSN profiles and a 0.1% on PSVR native. So this is a very rare game, partially because PlayStation VR numbers are going to be lower anyway and the, the title sold, all that stuff. But it's still a really good game to have, I think. And I don't know anybody else who has this Platinum or actually who's even played the game. What about you guys? I've actually yeah. played it. I'm like blown away that he has the Platinum in this game because I did the tutorial and I think one or two of like the story equivalent missions and I felt sick the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like i was already adapted to the vr so it wasn't like oh you need to get your vr legs like one of those situations because i had been playing the vr for weeks at that point so i was pretty comfortable nothing really made me sick that game made me nauseous as all get out like oh my gosh it's so it's so fast paced and you like aim with your head so you're constantly like whipping your head around trying to like follow these mechs that are flying all over the map and it's all the more impressive for him because there's a lot of multiplayer trophies tied to it. Like they had multiplayer modes. So dear God, um, I know he did a lot of boosting for it, but still impressive regardless. Cause I wouldn't want to sit there in VR, getting nauseous, just boosting. Like, no, no, absolutely not. 0.77% on PSN profiles is really rare. I mean, my, for context, like my rarest trophy is like 1.77 or something like that. So this is a full percent lower and in under that 1%, sort of category you don't see a lot of those so pretty pretty cool 
All right, next up we've got Toxic with Days Gone, and I believe Toxic is newer to trophy hunting, if I recall. This is either his fourth or maybe fifth platinum overall, so pretty exciting stuff. 28.24% for PSN profiles for this game, and 4.3% on PS4 native. Daryl, you have the platinum in this game. What do you think about this? Days Gone. Oh, man, I'm happy. Uh, the more people that can play this game, the better, because I, I think it's just a very underrated game that people were shitting on when it first came out, but it's definitely kind of, like, found its uh, a stride lately. You know, a lot of people are playing it, and it's good to see that people are platinuming it as well. It does feel like that, that it is... I mean, maybe it's just the circle of people we have in the Discord, but I do feel like it's been talked about more recently. Like, it's having a little mini resurgence of some sort. And Slugger, you do you have the Platinum? I know you've played this. Yep, I got the plat. Okay, you do. And you were saying there's some trophy where you have to drift your bike for a long time. That's annoying to do. Yeah, I think, I think it's like drift your bike for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or something, but drifts only last maybe a couple seconds, so... Um, I was doing it over the course of the entire game and still got to the end of the game and didn't have that trophy. So I was just like going around the map, like just riding my bike, drifting around. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> trying to get this trophy to pop. It didn't take too long. It wasn't that bad of a grind, but um, I remember recommending to Toxic, like, hey, start drifting early. You want to do it early. If you <laughs> save it to the end. You're going to be really mad at yourself. Yeah, yeah for sure. I love this game. I agree with Daryl. I think it's super underrated um i'm kind of bums it's i don't think a sequel is gonna happen um no it's not especially they leave a pretty major cliffhanger there at the end which is too bad too like which would have set up for a great sequel but hmm. what can you do did you guys do the dlc packs for it as well or just the base game plot i didn't do the dlc no daryl did you do them i did not i hope to go back to it one day though yeah, I was looking, and so there's one for, obviously, New Game Plus, which is more common for PlayStation first-party games, but then there's one for a harder difficulty, I believe, as well. So you can do those together. Like, you can do New Game Plus on the hardest difficulty and knock them out, but, yeah, it does require two playthroughs to get the, like, full 100%, and the game is pretty long from what I remember you saying. So, yeah, that's the only thing that's kind of turning me off. I do think I'll probably get to it this year because I'm at 2% on the list, and I want to clean it up, so... It's coming, but congratulations, Toxic, on Days Gone. Everything I've read about those DLC trophies, the increased difficulty uh, trophy, that's not even the hard one. It's like there's challenges you have to do, like combat challenges and stuff. Mm. And I think, I think those are what hold people back from getting the 100%. Interesting. Okay. They're like, you have to be perfect, perfect execution, perfect skill, like, otherwise, because you have to, like, get gold or three stars, whatever it is on all of them. Jesus. Yeah, that might be one where I just go, eh, I'll just get the platinum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's definitely. okay. And that's okay. Speaking of a, a long platinum, though, next up we've got Pat the Trophy Hunter coming in with Skyrim, full game and 100%. The platinum, this I should have looked this up more clearly, but it, just for the base game platinum, it's, it's at 14.65% on PSN profiles, 3.1% on PS4 native, but... Having done all the DLC, I'm sure it's substantially lower than that for the total, so I apologize not having the right stat for that, but Pat, I've been streaming this for a long fucking time, you know, coming in almost 150, 170 hours, if I recall correctly, he put in his post as well, just insane amount, um, I'm very jealous of that, because Skyrim's a wonderful game, 
So congratulations on that. And now you get to go into, I believe Pat's doing the Tomb Raider franchise next. So he's going to be streaming and 100%ing Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Tomb Raider, uh, or Shadow of the Tomb Raider, excuse me, and what was the other one? Rise? I got that out of order, but those are the three. So if you want to check that out, Pat is a great guy, great streamer. Go check out his stream, Pat the Trophy Hunter, and uh, yeah, enjoy that. Did you have a stat? Skyrim, PS4, the PS4 version, 4.97% of players have the 100%, all the trophies. Okay, nice. Nice. Um, The PS3 version's less. I'm pretty sure he did the PS4 version. He did do the PS4 version, I think. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he was talking about replaying it Mm -hmm. for the PS5 version, which blows my mind. Yeah, no way. I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's such a good one to have, though. I think those those longer Bethesda like RPGs are just really sick. Like, part of me really wants to get Fallout Four, like Platinum as well. I mean, just would be really fun. And Daryl, did you play Skyrim? You probably did, right? Everyone played Skyrim. Oh man, I didn't get past that first village where the the dragon comes through. Wait, really? Oh no. Yeah, I was like too busy building my guy. You know, he's on the cart. Yep, riding into the. (laughs) I was too stuck on that. It's like, oh, I need to make this awesome-looking character. Didn't yeah. really get past that part. Bro, you really need to go check that out at some point. I think if you can... It's kind of tough, like you said. It's overwhelming at first, but once you settle into like the kind of flow of the game, which is basically like do whatever you want and just explore the map, <laughs> um, it's such a, such a good game. I know probably graphically it may be harder to go back to now than it was a few years ago, but it's uh, pretty, pretty good. Okay, and last but not least, this is what I meant from another ecosystem. I wanted to call out Smackerly's Unreal Tournament 3000 gamer score on Xbox. He had to get 500 ranked wins in this game before the server shut down. And Unreal Tournament 3, I mean, it's an arena-based shooter. I'm sure there was some boosting involved, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, 500 ranked wins in a competitive arena shooter that's been out for that long. Yeah, that sounds pretty tough. So... Not quite sure the magic that went into producing the final product of him getting that 1,000 gamer score, but I thought it was worth calling out because that is a, a pretty cool achievement there. So well done, Smackerly. All right. That's it for Plat shoutouts. Congratulations to all the Platinum Achievers. We'll be back, of course, next episode 78 with some more shoutouts. So keep posting your Platinums in the Discord, whether in the Trophy Room channel or February 1st onward. You can post them in Platshot, and we will pull info from there. Okay, now we're getting into Patreon shoutouts, which I jumped the gun on a little bit before. I do apologize. My tea has not fully kicked in yet, so caffeine level's a little lower than I would like. (laughs) But I wanted to give a special thank you and shout-out to our Patreon supporters. If you like this show and you like what we do, you can go over to patreon.com slash trophytalkpodcast to find a tier of support that works for you, ranging all the way from a hidden tier, which is a dollar, up to the platinum tier for $25, which gets you an appearance on the show. You also, at the silver tier and up, get to write questions into the show, and later on in the year, you'll be eligible for specific prizes and race-type events as we go on. So thank you very much. That's a special Patreon shout-out to King6969, Maximum Carnage, Diego Juan, The Sly G. Cooper, B-Down, Skrillis, and JB Trophy Hunter. So thank you guys very much for your support of the show. We really do appreciate it. Oh, Pat the Trophy Hunter too. Did I say... Fuck, dude, I might have messed up. 
might have messed up. But you're in, yeah, <laughs> but you're in there too. This is getting tough. I try to keep a note of all the different permutations I've done, but it's I think I missed you, so I apologize, Pat. Thank you guys very much for your support. Really appreciate it. Okay, Patreon questions. As I said before, if you're at the silver tier or above in the Patreon, you get to submit a question each and every episode that we will answer and discuss. And first and foremost, we have King6969 with a pretty simple question for us, actually, which is PSVR2, boom or bust? So PSVR2, yay or nay? Daryl, what did you have for this one? I said nay. There's not a whole lot I know about the VR. I mean, I, I know it's been out. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I have, like, no interest in it at all. Uh, the only thing I really know about it are just the people I see on YouTube who are crashing into TVs or running into walls. Um, <laughs> that much I know about the VR platform. But I just feel like there's not really much need for it in the gaming market, honestly. I feel like there's too much out there that captures the eye of most gamers you got the playstation xbox there's pc pc offers a ton of uh you know games for you to play Mm -hmm. i just don't know that vr is really something that people um you know really want to get into and that's just speaking from my my own opinion Uh, i know you guys have kind of dived into a little bit i think colin you said yeah like the oculus right i did have it but i actually sold it recently because I didn't use it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just feel like it's too early of a tool. Um, I'm sure it'll probably grow in the years to come. I'm just not, you know, just not really all that excited about it. I looked at the games that are coming out with it, and a lot of the games aren't really that great, honestly. That's not to hate on them, but just like, to launch a platform, you know, I'm expecting right. like at least some some big heavy hitters to at least come with the, you know, the the VR. And there's a couple, um, you know, Colin, I, I'll let you kind of talk into it. But there there's one like you know, Village, for example. Yeah, I played it. I don't really feel the need to play it on the VR. You know, that's great for someone who's never played the game right before. But you know, that's just me. Yeah, for me, I don't. I think it's gonna be a bust, but. You know, mm. that's just me. Mm. Okay. So one bust. I Real quick before I pass it to you, Slugger, I would agree with the village point. That's kind of what I was thinking. It's like the game's been out for two years. So it is cool that it's coming out. I'm sure it's going to be great in VR, but the game's certainly not new. And if you're playing it on PSVR 2, you have to have a PlayStation console. So you would have had access to village for a couple of years on PS5 or PS4. Doesn't really make sense to me. Although I did hear that RE7 in VR was like one of the best uh, VR experiences that you could have. But Slugger, what did you think? Boom or bust? PSVR two. Um, I feel like it's going to be somewhere in the middle for different markets. For like the casual, the casual gamer, like Joe Schmo who plays Call of Duty every night or Madden, or you know doesn't really dip outside of like the main exclusives that come to PS five and that's all they play. I think. For that, that audience, it's going to be a bust, almost on price point alone. I don't care how good the games look or how awesome the new tech is they added to it. I think because it's going to be $600, which is $100 more than the cost of the PS5 itself. So you're factoring those two things, and you're looking at an $1,100 investment just to play the thing. Um, yeah, that is fucking I, wild. <laughs> I think it... 
Yeah, I think on that, like for the vast majority of people, it's going to be a bust. But I think I think it's going to review really well. Uh, I think I have a feeling the performance of the actual like hardware itself is going to probably get praised. They're doing a lot of cool, innovative stuff with like the eye tracking. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen like videos of how that works, but it looks pretty darn cool. Um, I've seen a little bit, and I know the resolution's supposed to be really great, and like it's like an OLED screen or something, right? Like there's like there's like a lot of pieces of tech in this that are gonna make it substantially better than the PSVR one. Yeah, they they improved on the one in almost every way. Like one of, I mean, it's been said before, but like it's amazing they even got the one to work because they took all this PS3 hardware, like the movement wands and the little like camera bar and somehow got that stuff to work with a VR. And it was just like all duct taped together to be like a semi-coherent VR system. Mm -hmm. And they're, I mean, they're revamping all that. The controller on this guy actually has a thumbstick. (laughs) So like when you play, yeah, when you play like Skyrim VR or something or any of those games where you're like a person and you need to move around in a world, some games have it where you, (laughs) you have to wiggle your arms back and forth, like by your side and you'll walk forward. Or, and it's kind of, it's really funny. And then other games have it where you like point your wand at the ground and you click and you move there. Like you almost have like a teleport ability. Like I think Skyrim had that or had both options. I think that's Um, what RE4 like had for VR as well on the Oculus. Yeah. I didn't get to play that one, unfortunately, but I did Skyrim. I did a couple other games and it's just really awkward. Moving around is just so awkward um i had more fun with the games where it was designed for you to sit still and yeah. just use your your head and your hands yep but the new con- the new controller has a movement stick like something so simple is going to make life so much better in there um so yeah i think performance wise i think it's gonna be a boom i think it'll get praise and in like i guess the vr market or maybe for current vr owners i could see it being a boom but I still think like VR still is today. It's going to be more of a niche uh, like success than it is like an overall market boom. Everyone's going to buy it type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it feels somewhere in the middle for me. I don't think it's going to be a total bust as long as they support it. Yeah, we'll see. I guess we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, so sort of 50-50. I know, yeah, I know I want one personally, but I can't stomach spending $600. Um, well, I could stomach spending $600. I can't get my wife on board for $600. That's the real ticket. She'll she'll throw it in my face that my current PSVR unit sits in the closet. And the last time I busted it out was like a year or two ago. So, but the thing plays horribly. (laughs) I wonder what you would get if you tried to like sell or trade that in. Like how much you could get back on that. Probably not very much. I've toyed with the idea of like bringing that and my Switch and all these other systems I don't really play anymore. And either try and sell them on the Facebook Marketplace or GameStop and kind of see if I could get close to 600. Because I have a lot of like old games and consoles I don't use. I might be able to, I could be able to scrap up the change. Yeah. We'll see. You could even do that though instead and add in your Series S and try to get the Series X. You know, is, is that the better investment for the coming years rather than the PSVR 2? Hard to say. I mean, realistically, it'd probably be the Series X. Yeah. I think that's. That's probably what I would do as well. But like in another thing, like having kids, I bring up my kids a lot, but as a a dad gamer, VR is like 
almost out of the question. It's really hard to like, yep. I don't know, get immersed, get immersed in a world and throw headphones on and just have zero awareness of my surroundings when I have kids at nighttime when they're sleeping. Like I have to be aware of what's going on in the house. So, yeah, I totally feel that. I think there was an element of the, the Oculus where I was kind of self-conscious about it. Like when I had it at my old place that I lived, there was only really one room that had enough space for me to play Beat Saber. And it was like our front living room, which had these massive windows that looked out into the street, right? And it's like, okay, well, I don't know if I really want to play this when Stephanie's home too, because it's a little bit, I don't know, it feels weirder than me just like sitting on the couch or sitting at my desk and playing a video game in another way. So I just didn't end up using it for that reason. And then, yeah, like the games, I mean, I just never really branched beyond Beat Saber in all honesty. And I tried like some of the Star Wars VR games a little bit uh, at a friend's house and they were okay. But I think ultimately for me, I'm going to say in terms of like overall trend and like future of like gaming, it's a bust for PSVR 2. But in terms of like, like you said, how it's going to review the technical specs, what it can actually do is really impressive. And I think that is something to be celebrated. But I just don't see VR as the future of gaming. Now, if you look at something like Ready Player One, you're like, well, that's a potential future, right? Where we kind of all go into this like shared world and we we interface and there is game-like elements to that and it's vr that's maybe true but like in terms of like a core 15 hour linear 10 hour linear gaming experience i do not want to do that in vr i think it might just be generationally i don't know if i'll ever prefer anything over just controller and then like tv or monitor you know because mobile is certainly huge too in younger generations and for me like mobile is never going to be a gaming platform for me I just don't want to do it. I don't care. Like, it's, it seems cheap. It feels like it's not the same thing. But I know, Slugger, you've been toying around with the backbone a bit more, so that's kind of maybe changed how you view that and what it can do. But, yeah, I just don't think that it's really the, the future of gaming. I think VR is really best for, like, concerts, uh, virtual travel, you know, like, stuff like that, where it's more of experiences rather than game-like stories being told. But... I'm happy to be proven wrong. At least right now, though, I'm not jumping in and not, you know, buying into the ecosystem. And additionally, like like we said a little bit with what Daryl was saying, like, there doesn't seem to be a ton of really fantastic games, at least yet, for it. We have, like, you know, Moss Book 2, or we have, like, ports of other games that already existed, or sequels to games that already existed that didn't really take the world by storm on PSVR 1, so why would they do it on PSVR 2? The only thing is Ari Village, like we said, and then Horizon Call of the Mountain, which I do think will genuinely be very good. But they needed more than that. They needed to get Half-Life Alex on this thing. They needed to get Resident Evil 4 VR on this thing and have that already at launch for this to really be a seller, I think. Because I don't believe that Horizon, a VR Horizon game, is going to pull in the audience that they think it will purely because of that price point that you mentioned, Slugger. So... Yeah, um, it's kind of a mixed bag for me as well. But anything else you guys want to add before we move on? I do think you should try. If you get the chance, Daryl, you should try VR. Obviously, don't go buy one just to try it. Right. Yeah, you got to find a friend who has one because I do think, I think playing it would change your mind a little bit, unlike the potential of it. I don't know. Yeah, I did have like that childlike moment when I first played Beat Saber with the Oculus. I was like, whoa. Like, this is so cool. And it is really cool. But then it's then it comes to be, like, 6 o'clock at night. You're after a day of work. 
You're like, okay, I got an hour or two to game. What do I want to do? Do I want to put on this headset or do I want to just pick up a controller and play PlayStation or Xbox? And I never wanted to put on the headset. I just know, like, watching people play it. Like, on YouTube, you watch, like, Daryl brought up the, you see playthroughs of people or people crashing into the TV or you'll see what they're seeing. Actually throwing the headset on and seeing, like, the scale of things in front of you is, like, really, really cool. Like, when you first do it, I'm like, oh, my God. This yeah. is the future. I can't play games any other way now. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. The excitement does kind of wear off, but it it is still a really cool experience. I don't know if we're there yet as a like I don't like you said, I don't know if it's a generational thing or a technology thing. I, I could see this one day being like I don't know, an equal way that we play video games like on par with consoles, but probably never overtaking consoles. Yeah, like again, it's it could be the Ready Player One thing, and I really like I kind of want that to be a reality at some point in the future. Because not the exact story, of course, but <laughs> I think um, but I think there's something cool to that. But I just don't think it's there just yet. Probably another twenty years before we get to like a commercial VR that is widely accepted and usable by many people. So we'll see. Yep. Thank you for that question, though, King. Much appreciated, sir. Let's get into the next question, which comes from Maximum Carnage. And uh, I was feeling like I could read all these in, but you know what? We're gonna... Daryl, why don't you read us in on this one from Maximum Carnage? Sure. So Maximum Carnage is... Maximum Carnage, sorry. Greetings, McDonald's, KFC, and Burger King. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> Hungry now. <laughs> for, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Did HBO slip up going with Bella Ramsey for the role of Ellie? While the hate she is getting isn't justified at all, and people should be ashamed for treating her like crap, I still watch the show and feel like everything is damn near perfect except for her casting. Maybe the show is so good that people can't help but nitpick at the small things that otherwise would have gone unnoticed. Hmm... Interesting. So, of course, talking about, you know, the HBO's Last of Us, two episodes in so far, episode three coming out tomorrow as of the time of recording. I cannot wait. I'm loving the show. But, Slugger, what do you think of Maximum's prompt here? Is Bella Ramsey an issue in the show? I don't think so. I I personally haven't, like, seen anyone, like, throw hate her way. I don't know about you guys. I feel like all the discussions I've read on the show, people have loved the casting. Um, so I must be... Maybe it's because I don't go on Twitter, which is toxic in itself, but right, I, don't, I don't know yeah. where those conversations are happening, and I don't know the critique she's getting. I will acknowledge like, there's actresses that look more like Ellie, but I don't think you can really judge her on her looks alone because her performance and how she sounds is like spot on Ellie. And I think uh, from that aspect, she's completely like nailed it. Um, there was a couple... I haven't seen the second episode... But a couple times in the first episode, I would like, I would hear her like say a line. And then I'm like, that sounds just like Ellie, like literally straight from the game. Like you could take that clip, throw it in the game. I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. Um, and like just the way she carries herself and um, I guess her, her acting and the performance, like she's nailing the character which I think is all the more impressive considering she never uh, she never played the game. I guess the pro- the producers didn't want her to play the game. 
she has come out in interviews and said she watched playthroughs on YouTube. So I guess sort of the same thing, but she's never actually played the game. Right. Um, but yeah, like the tone of her voice, her pitch, her cadence, like her overall delivery of the lines are, are Ellie body movements and like those subtle actions just screams Ellie to me. So overall, I think she's nailing it. I think it was a, a good casting, even if she, you know, even if there's actresses that look more like Ellie. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I I think it was a good casting. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. <clears throat> uh, but, Daryl, what do you think? You've seen the first two episodes, I believe, right? I have. Yeah, so what are you thinking? I don't know if I've really got to even talk to you about the show. What do you think about the show, and do you think that Bella is an issue? Oh, man. So how I think about the show, I, I think the show is really great. Um, it feels like I'm reliving the game again. I just love seeing the game on screen. Love seeing the characters that I played, you know, years ago. It's it's going pretty well, but I think what will surprise you guys is not the actual show itself that I think is really great, but I think it's the intros at the very beginning that I'm like really loving, mm. like the very first part where they're doing like the TV interview. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it sets up this whole thing, like you know, like oh, you know, there's this fungus that can just take over the world and there's like this disbelief like oh that could never happen but like the viewers you're like shaking here you're like oh yeah you wait <laughs> you wait that's gonna happen right and, and it kind of builds up that suspension like the crowd's like nah that'll never happen but then it kind of leaves that that possibility and then people are like thinking well can it actually happen mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and slugger i'm not gonna say too much about the second one but the second one does a really great job where it's like Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, damn. And I don't know if they're going to keep doing that every episode where they kind of do these flashbacks into where the world was normal before it all went to hell. But um, if they do, I I hope they, they continue to do so because that's what I enjoyed most so far. It's like all this kind of like build up to when, you know, the cordyceps just annihilates the world. So that's that's been like my favorite part so far. I agree with you on uh, that. It's it's the only part so far that's been new content, right? Which is, I think, why I'm also really into it, where the show does a really good job of following the beats of the game with some minor variants in there. But, like, those pre credit sections are new lore, are new material so far. And that's what I think is the most exciting. Well, I'm curious to, to, to find out. It's kind of prompting me to play the game again. Is if these have kind of, like, were collectibles in the game. You know, like just little tidbits of like things in the past. Like, were these there? We just never knew. And then the show's just like, hey, you know, let's like kind of just develop a scene out of this. Mm. I- I'm curious. I don't know if that if that's the case, but it's kind of making me think. Like, oh yeah, you know, what if these are collectibles Joel and Ellie were finding on their journey, and they're just like, you know, making a scene out of this to kind of show the the audience like how things were before. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it was it like a like a newspaper clipping or something you saw even, you know, that talked about it. Yeah, yeah. It's that's a really good exactly. point. I'm not sure, but I'm going to start The Last of Us Part 1 pretty soon, though the PS5 version. So I'll let you know if I find anything. Definitely. <laughs> nice. As far as the casting for Ellie, um I've got no issues with Bella. I think she's doing an amazing job playing as Ellie. Um like like um Slugger. I I did see like the interview where um 
her and Pedro were asking, have you guys ever played the Last of Us game? And they both said no. And that's fascinating to me because for them to, you know, play these roles, you know, roles that they've never, like, even experienced or, you know, play the game and to, like, execute these roles on screen, to me, I'm thinking, wow, I'm convinced they've played the game and I'm convinced that they're playing Joel and Ellie down to the T, dude. Yeah. Just to find out they've never played a game. That's just equally impressive. I'm like, damn, dude, they didn't play the game and they're they're playing these roles as as like as if they did, which is really great. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. They're playing like they platinum the game, dude. They're acting like they platinum <laughs> the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, Ellie's um Bella's doing a really great job. She's she's like hitting all the notes of Ellie's character. You know, do you get glimpses of her, you know, you know, of her being innocent, you know, she's in a world that she's never really experienced except for like outside the walls of Boston. You know, she there's times where she's cracking jokes, mm-hmm. um, yep, making life difficult for the adults. <laughs> you know, she's not on the same page as the adults, but you know, I like all that 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 aspect of her as well as like constantly being reminded that she's a child in this world where most children don't really see the light of day. You know, this is a a world that's either, you know, inhabited by humans or the infected. Yep. You know, you know, there's like no room for children. And the fact that she's still in this world just shows that she's a very capable person. She's a survivalist. And if she needs to get her hands dirty, you know, she's willing to do what it takes. I think uh, Bella's doing a really good job. She's definitely killing in the role, and uh, yeah, man, props to her. For sure. It kind of reminds me of, like, Walking Dead and how, like, Carl, no spoilers for Walking Dead, but Carl, the character, like, growing up in those conditions, like, totally makes him way more of a badass, you know? And, like, you're kind of forced to be that way because you would be dead otherwise. So, I, yeah, I get that similar vibe from Ellie, but... I, I do agree. I think the the show is really great overall, like almost excellent, I would say. And I think based on numbers, it might be their biggest show since Game of Thrones, uh, which is really wild. And even there's people at my work who do not play games and who like like typically wouldn't be playing The Last of Us, in my experience, uh, that are really into the show. And that's great. And I think that it's going to expose the story to a lot more people. My mom is watching it. She doesn't play games, right? So that's the part that's exciting to me is getting more people into the universe. Uh, Stephanie really likes the show. We're watching it together. So yeah, it's it's going well. And I think that for Bella in particular, it is really more like what you were saying, Slugger, where she just kind of doesn't really physically look as close to Ellie as maybe some other actresses could. But I mean, come on, like that's it doesn't really matter, right? And, like, we're not hearing the same issues and critiques with, like, is Joel Hispanic in the game? No, right? Was his yeah. daughter black in the game? No. Doesn't matter, right? Like, the, they play the characters well, so who gives a shit? And I think the things that she nails are, like, the humor, the mannerisms, like you were saying, like, sort of just the, even the smaller movements, the way that she'll, like, walk through the set or the way that she'll crack a joke and, like, you know, just kind of everything about it works, I believe. And I think a lot of why they cast her, in my opinion, is also because she's worked with Pedro Pascal before in some capacity in Game of Thrones and with HBO before in Game of Thrones. So there's this sort of like connective tissue with them that they might play well off each other because they know each other already. And that's really the most important thing, I'm assuming, when they're casting this is like, how well do these two characters 
get along on set and just as people in real life because that needs to that needs to be very evident and appear genuine on camera. So yeah, I think she's doing a great job. I think the the show is excellent. There's only one scene that I was not really a fan of, but Slugger, you haven't seen the second episode, so I'll let you get to it when you get to it. Uh, but I recommend that if you're listening to this and you're a PlayStation and trophy hunting fan, you should be watching the show, supporting it. So go check it out. I probably know what scene you're talking about. You probably if do. It's a scene, if it's a scene that everyone's been talking about, um, I, I probably know about it. But yeah. Yeah. It's towards the end of the second episode. Only yep. minor gripe that I have with the show so far. And it's pretty yep. minor. So. Very good. Well, thank you for that question, Maximum Carnage. By the way, what do, what are you guys choosing here? I think I'm gonna pick Burger King because they actually have a veggie burger. Actually, McDonald's might now, but for a long time, even back in like 2000, Burger King had a they black don't. bean burger, and I remember loving that. So I'm gonna pick Burger King. <laughs> I'm gonna choose McDonald's because, uh, not because I like McDonald's, but it's because KFC is so shady. Yeah. They shut down. They shut down business like an hour before closing hours. It's like <laughs> yeah, you don't close until eight, and you already have all the lights shut off, and it's seven. Mm-hmm. People don't give a fuck. <laughs> Seriously, at KFC, okay I've never KFC. been to. Is it good? Yeah, that's alright. I feel like the side. I mean, I can't eat the chicken, right? Vegetarian, so I'd have to get the sides. There's just nothing for me there. That I would, you know, I don't know. The good thing about KFC is there's normally a Taco Bell right there. In the same <laughs> I don't know how those two linked up, but yeah, they're always together. Man, must true. be the same parent company. I had a Domino's Taco Bell combo next to the junior college I went to, which was amazing for like lunch. Love that shit. That's probably the best combo I've seen. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, what do we got next? The Slide G Cooper writes in welcome gary hadn't heard from you in a while hope you're doing well back sir from the dead back from the dead and slugger do you want to read us in on his question sure if you could choose any career to instantly have regardless of education or experience what would it be okay short and sweet <clears throat> uh daryl what do you have for this one uh for this one so this is like something i've thought on recently and i've always thought huh that'd be interesting if i just did that it, it's weird just like came to me. It's not like something I've always wanted to do, but it's like something that's just come up in the last like month or so. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking like operation of like big like traveling vessels would be dope. Ooh. Like, you know, like the guys who show up to our work with like the Peter builds and the big ass trailers. Yep. I think those would be cool to, to drive. Uh, being a pilot of an airplane would be cool. You know, just flying in the sky. Even though I hate flying, I think that would be a really cool career to have. Just like it's a good way to get traveling. over hating it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be like a big old command center. I think that's what it would be like enticing. It's just like, oh man, like all these different colored buttons and just like you know, <laughs> yeah. endless sky in front of you. We got to get to you in front of like a terminal on the fucking Death Star. That's what you want. You want like all these like buttons and consoles or. <laughs> You know, it's just <laughs> lots yeah. of things to press. You need a trip to Disneyland. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Ride the fake Millennium weird. Falcon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I love going to Disneyland because my favorite ride is always the um the the Star Wars tour. 
Oh, yeah. Did you do that, Colin, when you went in? Dude, yeah. I am such a kid on there. I'm like the loudest adult on there. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like laughing. And like, I'm into it. I'm like adding like extra movements when the, the thing's just like shuffling around. I'm like, oh, oh man. man, I love it. So fun. And then like, you know, just being like like the captain of like those big cargo vessels vessels on the ocean. I think that would be really cool. Just like just be on the sea. I like the ocean, so I think that would be like a really cool career to have. That would be cool. I do, I also like the ocean as well. More than I like being in the air. I prefer being on the water. But yeah, those yeah, are those are good choices. Those are good choices. You should play some I, of those like truck driving simulator games. You know, like the ice rigs or whatever, and like drive these like big things around. Yeah, I've seen some of those. They're pretty cool. I've seen like this guy take like one of those big like eighteen wheelers and just do like a U turn on like a skinny road. Like he he's on the edge of the cliff. I'm like, in my head, for some reason, I'm, I had like this dumb moment on my head. I'm like, he can't possibly do that in real life, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, like is this possible? Yeah, I think you just like roll over and start tumbling, but I'm like, nah, you can do that. I I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. It scares the shit out of me because even driving like a uh, U-Haul for the times I've moved, I'm like, this is too much. It's too big. I've fucking. Oh man. Uh, I drive small cars. My whole like, I've only had like four door. I got the Prius right now. You guys know hatchback Prius, and then before I had like a Honda Accord. Like, I'm just not used to big truck. I don't want a truck. I don't want a, you know, big, you know, sedan or, I don't know. It's just, it's not really my jam, you know? Man, and the, I, I know I've mentioned this several times, how I hate moving, but I think that part of the moving where I'm actually driving the truck is actually, like, the best part of moving. Because it's like, I'm never going to get to drive this again. Mm-hmm. So let's make the most of it. So, like, I'm just, like, having so much fun while I'm behind the wheel of those, those, uh, those box trucks. Oh my god, I'm all worried about someone like rear-ending me and then me having to pay for a fucking truck that I don't know. You know, it's like I'm just like, <laughs> it's like yeah, Ugh. it's a very very different experience. <laughs> but no, that sounds good. Good answer, sir. Uh, Slugger, what did you have for this? All right, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't feel very creative, but I got I have my reasons for this. Mm. But I would be. A backup NFL quarterback. I don't want to be the main quarterback. <laughs> I just want to be the backup. Yeah, the second string. Mm-hmm. So, and here's my thought process: if I'm the if I'm the the main quarterback, the first string guy, that's too much pressure. That's a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> yep. If I'm the second string, though, I can still go make millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and I get someone like like I get a trainer all week who's gonna tell me like exactly what my workout is and I'll be super in shape and it's going to be awesome. Yep. And you know, so go practice a couple times a week, watch some film, hang out with the cool uh all-stars on the first string like buddy up to Tom Brady or Mahomes or whoever my starter is. Yep. And uh yeah, if they go down and they get injured and I come in, if I do great, awesome. I'm like I'm an unsung hero. But if I stuck, people like fans are just going to be like, "Uh, oh, well, he is the backup. Like that makes sense. Like, <laughs> ah, interesting. <laughs> like, so yeah, the just, expectations just, are lower for sure. Yeah, and maybe that's that's not very ambitious. But I'm I'm trying to, I don't know. It's in my comfort level of like, it's the right amount of pressure. It's, yeah, it's not too great, not too little. I and I still get to reap all the benefits of the starting team. 
That's true. You get the, the best practice partners available still, which is amazing. I think the only downside, there would be a lot of travel, but maybe that's a perk, being able to travel city to city. And you're probably busy all week. I'm sure those guys bust their butt. But I figure go do that for five, 10 years, invest all my money, and then get out and retire and at 40 and life open and a tequila brand. <laughs> yep. That'll be great. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's, that's the dream cool. right there. That's pretty cool. And specifically football, it wouldn't be a different sport. You'd want to do football. Mm, I, I mean, I did play baseball in high school. I'd probably hold my own better in baseball. The season's so football, long, though, for baseball. Uh, that's Yeah, that and that's the problem because I thought about baseball. And I was like, no, there's like hundreds of games in a season. That's way too long. Football, I'm looking at, you know, 16 to 18, 19 weeks, depending on how good the team does. So only a, a small chunk of the year. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. It's a very good choice. Makes good money, too. You'd be, you'd be rolling in it, you know? And actually, Daryl, your profession, too, you'd make pretty good money, I think. Because those people are, are higher paid than you would imagine. It's a very specific skill set. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I think my uncle was a truck driver. He he made some good money. Yeah, yep. he he told me that. So yeah, benefits are pretty good. Yeah, pilots make bank. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <clears throat> I do I feel like imagine. it'd be fun to to get a pilot's license because I do have a fear of flying that's gotten better in the last couple of years. But like, it'd be such a good way to conquer your fear, right? It's like, okay, I'm gonna fucking fly the fly the plane. Now I know how this works. Now I understand what is or isn't dangerous. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would be so cool to be a pilot. You know, I'm just thinking, oh, you know, welcome to Trophy Top Airlines. This is your <laughs> pilot thing. In front of you, you'll find 12 PlayStation 4 consoles all logged into my account. If you could please pick a game of choice and earn trophies on the flight, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> and, and please remember, I'm not real. Don't boost with strangers. Thank you. Have a great flight. Thank you very much. We'll be around shortly with your drink options. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, Steph's dad is a pilot, but he does uh, smaller jets and sort of like pri he like is privately hired to like fly some people around, not commercial flight. But uh, he's offered to take us up at some point in the Bay Area. I think it would be fun. We'll see. We'll see. So for myself, I, I mean, no surprise here if you know me, right? I put professional podcaster, I think. I, it's sort of a toss up between that and really like game development proper. But something in games is like a thousand percent what I would want to do, right? Like I find that I spend my entire day at work thinking about the hour and a half would I get to come home and play games. And so doesn't that just seem like a fucked up ratio? Wouldn't you rather do something that you're that passionate about for your, for your job? Then it's not going to feel as like, you know, monotonous and as, as boring. Um, so I said professional podcaster, like, cause it's really the thing that brings me the most joy in life is talking about games and playing games and hanging out with my friends and talking about games. So yeah, and, and the the thing about it that's so appealing to me is being your own boss, right? You know, you're, like, let's look at, as just an example, you take something like Last Stand Media or whatever, right? Like, they have a schedule and all that, but, like, they don't have to clock in at 8 o'clock. They don't have to deal with, like, HR requests. They don't have to deal with fucking meetings on their calendar all day. They don't have to answer to someone else and show KPIs. and You know, it's like, none of this shit exists, right? You're Unless you want it to. Unless you choose to structure your content that way and choose to structure your life that way. It can be mm -hmm. as busy and crammed or as peanut butter spread it out across the week as you kind of want it to be, as long as you get the work done. And to me, that's really appealing. And 
you know, like you just you want PTO, you take PTO, record early. Like you know, you know, it's just I don't know. There's something about like being your own boss that's really appealing uh, to me, or like some sort of like small business owner that seems like really appealing to me. Even though there are, of course, the downsides of that, which we hear about from these content creators, which is like, okay, but what's your medical insurance look like, right? What's your 401k and your retirement look like? Uh, you know, you end up paying a, so much in taxes, especially in California, if you're your own small business owner, right? So these things you don't really consider as part of the equation are actually a really big thing. And as you get older, they become a bigger thing, right? If you're doing like professional content creation in your 20s, you don't really give too much of a shit about what your health insurance looks like because you're largely healthy and you don't need anything. But as you get going through life, you know, that kind of stuff will become important. So yeah, I said, you know, professional podcaster, I think the backup, the role that I would want in game development is like associate producer. And then eventually to like maybe some sort of like associate or like a co-directing or like, you know, some, something along those lines where the like cohesive vision of the game and making it happen would be really fun. Um, but those are, you know, far-fetched things. So if not that, my backup was like something with animals. And I don't know exactly what that looks like. Could be nonprofit, even just volunteering or working a not well-paying job, but like at a humane society or at like an animal rescue or something, because I do really love animals and, um, I just feel a lot of joy when I've been able to do those types of things and feel like I'm like positively contributing to the world. So yeah, something like that. I think <laughs> those are two different things, but those are those are what I had listed. So my backup was animals. Yeah, animals are dope, dude. Animals are dope. I mean, I guess I answered the question wrong because I I think it would be so cool. So it is kind of a dream to one day own like a big plot of land, like a ranch, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just create my own like shelter, like mm-hmm. where I can foster dogs and. The way I would get money is like half of the property would be like doggy boarding mm-hmm. or cat, like, or cats. Maybe pet, <laughs> pet boarding and daycares because my dogs go to daycare like three times a week to keep them busy because me and my wife are so busy and they friggin' love it. Um, little vacation for the pups. Yeah. And they get to hang out and play with other dogs all day. And I think the people that work there have the coolest job. It's like you guys get to just hang out with dogs all day like yep. it doesn't get better than that um i'm sure money wise it's not great but i'm sure the satisfaction of like what you're doing for work is pretty good yeah man i would love to be able to help all the animals that need homes yeah i can't stand it dude you know like i'm not i can't even really talk about it without getting so aggravated but you see those like oh help these like starving animals here and they show these like pictures or like people that and you know there's people that beat their animals and like shit that happens every day and i just cannot like if I ever see someone do that shit, that's where I would get violent. Like, I've even seen people, like, when I'm walking my parents' dog or something, and they're, like, yanking their dog or, like, screaming at them. I almost, like, want to stop and fucking bitch at them, like, from across the way. Like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Another species doesn't understand what you're saying, and you're just, like, it's just, I cannot take it when people are cruel to animals. That's, like, my biggest yeah. thing. So, um, yeah, I think it'd be cool, too. And that's part of the the thing with the Humane Society, though, is, like, you have to deal with the bad side, too. Like, I'd have to put animals down you know and i'd have like there you you don't get only at least at the humane society's type of job you don't get only the good side you'd have to see that other piece too which i think could be really hard so uh, yeah that's why i would want to start my own yep start your own someone's like i'm not putting any down start your own it's not a bad idea not a bad idea well very good slide g cooper thank you for the question sir and i hope you are doing well it's good to hear from you 
Okay, we've got a new segment to get into before we get into our trophy list reviews. And last episode, episode 76, Slugger, you had a pretty in-depth and uh, well-thought-out discussion about all of the PlayStation Plus premium and extra titles. But I believe the information wasn't quite available this week yet, so you have pivoted slightly. What do you have for us this week? Yeah, Sony boomed me. They did. So games normally come out the first Wednesday of the month, which is next Wednesday, February 1st. Uh, yeah, and, really soon. Yeah, and so I thought the essential games would get released this week, but I was incorrect. Luckily, uh, they did save the day for the first time ever um, on their new subscription service. They retroactively added trophies to two of their like backwards compatible like classic catalog games. So, uh, Super Stardust Portable, which was um, a PSP version of Super Stardust HD. That had trophies added to it. It was on the service. They pulled it off the service for a day. When it came back up, it had trophies. And then the same thing happened in this game. No heroes allowed. I don't know much about that. I did watch some gameplay, but that's another PSP-focused game, which now has trophies. So um, just in, this is just kind of a, a quick review of the trophies, what the distribution looks like, what you're looking at if you go for Platinums on these. Super Stardust Portable. For the PSP, originally released in December 4th, 2008, it is enhanced with up rendering the rewind system, uh, quick saving, and video filters. Uh, no Heroes Allowed has all that as well, so all the same enhancements. Most of these classic games are kind of that's kind of the baseline of what they're getting. Uh, but Super Stardust had an 85 uh, Metacritic score and a 7.9 user rating, so pretty above average score there. It has two bronzes, four silvers, ten golds, and one platinum. Oof. The PSM profile's rarity is 51.09%. And there's a PS4 and a PS5 version. I believe that's the PS5 version. Okay. And then on the actual like PlayStation app, so on Sony's servers, it's a 19.4%. So very common. I did some digging. There's no guides for it yet. But the trophy list is the same as a Super Stardust HD trophy list on the PS3. So mm. if you want a guide, you can go look it up there. I'm not going to talk about how to get the plat. But according to that guide, these trophies are a 7 out of 10 if you do it legit. Um, Dear God. Yeah. But with all these enhancements, you have the uh, save states, the rewind, all that stuff. Turns this game into like a 1 or 2 out of 10 based off what people have seen and as you can imagine with this, how common the plat is. Um, so that is the first one. Okay. And then we got No Heroes Allowed as well. That released November 2nd, 2010. Uh, I should note too, these are both Sony published games. Um, ah, okay. So yeah. I don't know if this is, I think it's kind of up in the air on if they're going to go back and retroactively add trophies to all the games in their collection, because so far they've only done it for these two and they're the Sony first party published games. So I don't know. I'm hoping for toy story two and three, but Oh my gosh. Off on a rant That'd now. be so cool. Um, I'll get back to know here is a lot. This game had a 71 Metacritic score and a seven for the user rating. This is a more beefy trophy list compared to what we've seen with these games. Uh, it has 14 bronzes, 22 silvers, two golds, hell of a distribution there, yeah, and the one fuck? platinum. This one literally dropped last night, so January 27th. Um, so 
there's literally i have no stats on this yet the platinums i think there's one platinum achiever so far that psn profiles was tracking and it took that guy about 10 hours is what like psn profile said so not a very long plat but i can't really talk to the difficulty of it not having like complete stats i assume it's going to be the same thing with the rewind feature and the quick save it probably dumbs down how difficult the trophies are mm -hmm. and since I, I couldn't really find a lot of info out about the game so i don't really know what the trophies are referencing and what they're talking about so all i'm gonna say is go check out the trophy list check out the psn profiles forums people are talking about the game uh see if you're interested the i do i did watch some gameplay in the no here is allowed it's kind of it looks like dig dug oh god and <laughs> you're you have like almost like a mouse like like your computer mouse and you're looking at the screen from a side view of this ground and you're digging out holes in the ground and you essentially you're creating a dungeon like you're a dungeon master and like breaking blocks and creating a dungeon that like monsters will spawn in and then there's heroes that spawn at the top of the map that are little ai characters and they go through your dungeon and you hope that your your bad guys kill all them you're the baddie in this game so you're creating little death traps basically yes okay yeah. that's so kind of a cool it looks idea. interesting yeah there's been a couple no heroes allowed games i don't know much about them but pretty cool of sony to kind of go and they must be seeing some type of numbers where games are getting more engagement with the trophies i imagine oh yeah uh, if they're going back and adding these so what do you guys think you can check these out or not i'm well so i don't have premium anymore I have downgraded all the way to essential, actually, because with Game Pass and just my backlog as is, I was like, I don't need all these choices. <laughs> like, I got to trim it down. So to save some money, I'm on essential. Um, I believe you can pick these up individually, right? Everything on premium, you can just buy for like 10 bucks a piece or something, if I recall yeah, I correctly. Yeah, I think they, they sell them standalone. I don't know the pricing, but they do sell them standalone. Yeah, Super Stardust Portable is the one that kind of jumps out to me just as a... It's more like a style of game that I would enjoy, but in all honesty, I probably won't be checking either of these out. Now, if they add trophies to Resident Evil Director's Cut, then I'm definitely going back and getting that. But for the time being, I'll probably have to pass. What about you, Daryl? Uh, the No Heroes Allowed sounds interesting. <clears throat> I, I would like to check that out. I, I, I like those games where you kind of play as like the anti-hero. Mm -hmm. Those are always interesting to me. Nice. But Slugger, are you going to yeah. look at him, or what do you think? Yeah, I'm torn. Neither, I guess Super Stardust interests me more. I don't necessarily want to play him with the backlog I have, but part of me also kind of wants to show support. Like, like yes, yeah, Sony, you're doing a good job, and like play him and get the platinum on him just to like kind of drive engagement. To I know I'm just a one-man band here, but if other people have the same thoughts, like encourage Sony more to keep adding these classics, keep adding trophies to these classics. Cause there's so many good games on the stranded on the PSP and the PS one that haven't touched a service yet that I would love to play. Yeah. Uh, so my hope would be like, Hey, engage with these, uh, these crappy ones to kind of push the service forward. I don't want to call them crappy cause I haven't played them, but engage with these ones. You don't really have interest in. Yeah. Interest in and hope that like the ones you do have interest in, uh, come to the service eventually like show the support sure sure so, I, I think that's we'll fair see. like if i had premium i would maybe be more inclined to play one of them uh but as of as of now like having to buy them individually for that i don't know if i would do 
Very cool though. Yeah. Good good roundup there, so, sir. Sorry yeah, they screwed you over on the the release dates there. We were talking about that yeah, in the Discord. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, just it, one of those weird it's a months. Little, yeah, I don't understand it. They're going off what they what they've done for years. They're going away from what they've done for years. So I'm confused, but whatever. It's all right. We still got some info. I am curious to see what's going to be added on the just essential tier even for the next month because the January offering I felt like was really strong with uh, Fallen Order and Fallout 76 as the two that are coming. Yep. I think there was another, but those are the two that I remember the most, most recently. So, yeah, good stuff there. All right, guys, it's that time of the show. We're going to get into our trophy list reviews and discussions. We've got some banger games for you this time. We are into 2023, which has, it seems like, really great releases every single month, at least for the first half of the year that we know about. So there's lots of good games to cover, lots of things to go over. I feel like, Daryl, you've been going first, but I feel like we got to get to the elephant in the room, which just came out yesterday as the time of recording, which is the Dead Space remake. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of <laughs> spearhead this whole thing. So, yeah, like Colin said, I'll be talking about Dead Space Remake. First big game launch of the year. So I'm really excited to kind of talk to you about this game mm -hmm. for many reasons. <laughs> but before we get into that, uh, just a, you know, just our usual breakdown. Uh, developer, Motive Studios. This is um, their second game. They also worked on Star Wars Squad. A game I had fun with for a brief moment. Wait, really? Publisher. That's the same people? What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how much involvement they had, but they they did work on that. That's that cool. Game. Yeah. Uh, a publisher EA, and the game is available worldwide as of yesterday on the PS5. So you can go ahead and pick that up. Um, yeah. I'm really excited to talk about this game just because Dead Space is uh, one of the games that kind of launched me into the whole survival horror game. Saw this game being played at my uncle's house one day and I thought, you know what? I'm 20 years old. I think I can stomach this kind of game. And from there on, I've had so much great moments with these kind of games. So I'm really happy. And not only that, I hear the game is reviewing really well. So I'm glad that the remake is... Uh, Reviewing well. It's getting a 9 on IGN and GameSpot and an 89% on Metacritic. Yeah, that's really good. So trophy-wise, we got 48 trophies, which is one less than the original. That had 49. Whoop-dee-doo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game has one platinum, two golds, 10 silvers, and 35 bronzes. I'm sorry, Colin. I didn't meet your... Uh, God, these time. bastards, <laughs> dude. Why do they do it? Why? <laughs> Gameplay-wise, it looks like you're looking at about 25 to 35 hours for the Platinum. Uh, not too big. Uh, Colin Sluggers probably be up your alley as far as short games goes. 0.11% uh, on PSN Profiles and 0.1% on PS Native. Yeah, I'd be curious to see where it ends up at as it just came out. But I'm actually just surprised that there's even people who have the plat already, fucking reviewers, you know? <laughs> it's been oh, out yeah. less than 24 hours as of the time of recording. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that's going to ramp up because, there, I mean, there are difficulty trophies and not sure how difficulty plays out on this remake. So we'll see, like, how the percentage kind of moves up and down over time. Yeah. Uh, first things first, artwork. So, um... 
you know, as I'm kind of going over this game, I'm kind of going to be drawing comparisons from the original list because I think it's real important to mention that as well because there's a lot of similarities between the two and um, it'll kind of help put things in perspective as I kind of go along and discuss the new list. But the artwork uh, for the remake uh, is very different from the original list. Similarly, there's a, a lot of... Um, uh, a lot of similarities between the two. The first one kind of had like uh, color-coded trophies. So like the green one was for getting any story trophies. Blue was for like miscellaneous. And gold was for weapons. And the remake follows kind of like that same pattern that we've seen with other games. Where now the artwork is tied to the trophy value. So you'll see like artwork with the bronze color, silver color, and the gold color. And the artwork for the remake is these medallions, which is kind of lazy in my opinion. <laughs> you know, I, I don't really like these kind of like, you know, these bland artworks. But I mean, you know, it, <laughs> you know, everyone can design the trophy list they, they, they desire. I just think this, this kind of method is kind of boring. Sure. But I think Motive saves themselves. So... In the OG Dead Space trophy list, there's these artwork. Pretty cool. I like them. Um, each artwork's a little different. And they're kind of tied in some shape or form to, like, the actual trophy title. What I like that Motive did is that they took those uh, artwork pieces and they added it to each medallion in the trophy list. So if you look kind of closely at, the, at each trophy, you'll see the artwork is from the original trophy list. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, so for one gun between both trophy lists, they have, like, the picture of the plasma cutter. That plasma cutter on the medallion was the artwork from the original Dead Space trophy, and it's like that for all the other ones, which I really like, because not only are they paying respect to the game itself, you know, they're also paying respect to the trophy mm -hmm. list, so pretty cool. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And then if you look closer, there's also like some flavor text in there. So they add the company that Isaac Clark, the protagonist of the game, they add that in the trophy as well. And then you see Isaac Clark's name in there and also the year that the story is taking place. So uh, it doesn't really add, add a whole lot to the trophy artwork, but I just thought that was just some cool flavor text that they added on their part. That is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Good shout on that. Would not have noticed it. And yeah, it's really hard to see if you're just like looking at the list, but it's there. Just gotta gotta look a little closer. And lastly but not least, the platinum. I like the platinum because it reminds me of the Terminator eye. Uh you know, just seeing that red beam in the middle of it, it just reminds me of like the the Terminator's eye. I feel like we talk about Terminator quite a bit on the show, but it was it was cool to to see that. So I had to mention it. I don't understand. You, I don't know what that word means, right? Concordant. Yeah, and I was just looking it up, and the definition like doesn't really, like, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I've played the game, right? So here's the definition: an alphabetical list of the words present in a text, usually with citations of the passages in which they are found. The other option is agreement or consistency. So it just doesn't. I'm like, what? Concordance officer? What do you mean? <laughs> So, is that a ship name? It might be. Maybe that's. Maybe I'm missing something. I know the Ishimura was like the main ship that they're on, right? So, 
Yeah, I don't know. I was just like, Concordance that is odd. Extraction Co- Corporation. There you go. Thank you for the, the clarification. Because <laughs> I was it's like, what the fuck? Very, very little words around the emblems. Oh, it's one of the... Okay. And then, and then above the emblem, it says CEC. Concord- so like Concordance Extraction company. company. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Never mind. <laughs> I was an <laughs> idiot. I was like, what is that word? Yeah, it almost seems made up. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, so list wise, trophy list. So, like I said, there's 48 trophies. 35 of them are returning trophies from the original trophy list. So, same same trophy name, pretty much the identical description of the trophy are returning, which is really cool because um, they only the the ones that are returning are the good ones. The ones that aren't are the ones I'm glad that aren't coming back. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the remaining 13 trophies uh, just have like some 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 small changes, like different wordings, or they're just brand new trophies for the remake. Uh, so like in the original trophy list, this is one that I kind of laugh because I remember this back in the day. It, it, <laughs> it kind of brought me back down memory lane. So welcome aboard. Complete chapter one on any difficulty setting. This trophy was first titled Dead on Arrival. So that's one of the the, the examples of like different wording. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, they just changed up the trophy titles. But that's not the reason why this kind of brought me down memory lane. The reason why is because if you look at the original trophy list, the story, uh, the mission trophies are all at the top. But as you start to look at the first trophy, they have complete chapter two first. Mm. But chapter one's nowhere there at the top. But if you look all the way at the bottom, <laughs> that's so the first weird. chapter is at the very bottom of the trophy list. Why that's the case, I don't know why. But I was laughing because if they follow that same pattern, like motive, they're like, hey, you know what? Let's just put that first trophy, <laughs> chapter one, at the very bottom. That yeah. would be so funny. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I wonder why that happens. Yeah, it is very like a weird. Lot of people with that. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like sometimes <clears throat> there, there are games like that where they won't give you trophies for completing the first mission. That's true. So I, I felt like that might have been the case, but it just happened to be sitting at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. It is weird. Uh, yeah. So uh, next one, uh, Get Off My Ship. Uh, they changed the trophy descriptions. So in the OG one, it was kill the slug boss for this trophy but in the remake they've now changed the name of the boss and now it's called the leviathan remnant so kill the leviathan remnant is the get off my ship trophy this time around is that that thing that's like it pulls you all over the place and it like you know what i'm talking about like it'll grab your leg and like pull you down the hallway and stuff and it just looks like a giant like slime blob is that that thing I can't remember I the like... bosses really that well in this game. I did beat it, but it was back on 360, and I I really don't remember those like moment to moment that much. That's a good question because honestly, I feel like the final boss does that as well. Yeah, it's true. Maybe they all do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not very helpful. <laughs> yeah, huh. it's interesting. I don't know, but I feel like it. I I don't know. I don't want to start saying things I'm not sure of. Sure. Um. But yeah, well, we'll find out. We'll do some 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 further research on that. Yeah, yeah. And another one that's brand new, like I mentioned, is Reunion. So this is one that I'm really interested to see because there's an this Reunion trophy 
the trophy description is see the alternative ending on any difficulty mode. So now you get two endings on this remake, which I'm really excited about because I really want to see what this alternative ending is. And if you've played the first one, um, that one, I was like, damn, I'm like what? Yeah. What the hell happened? <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm like all curious. Like, are, does the alternative ending hint at like the fact that they might be doing this for Dead Space 2 as well? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing that, it really has me thinking like, oh, man, this is going to be cool. Like. Well, what what can they possibly do with the all like with the with a different ending? Like I don't know. I, I just like those games where you get different endings. Totally. I, I was thinking it was just gonna play out like a like the first one. So I was like, all right, cool. I already know what that ending is. And then now you get a brand new ending. I was like, all right, cool. Take my money. Here yep. we go. Yep. But that one you can only unlock after completing New Game Plus and collecting these new collectibles, which are called marker fragments. So. Uh, the marker, big thing in the Dead Space universe. Uh, you, these are new collectibles in this game. You just got to collect 12 of them. And then you got to do something with it. And then that'll unlock the um, the alternative ending once you beat the, beat in the game. I like that. So yeah, several new things in there. Uh, really cool. I like, you know, remakes that do that. Just spicing up the game. Not really giving you the same game, but just changing it up a little bit in different ways. Uh, final things to kind of mention before I kind of wrap this whole spiel up. So important callouts, two to three playthroughs minimum. Reason being because, you know, like I mentioned, there's a reunion trophy, so you can only unlock that after playing New Game Plus. So first playthrough, you know, it's probably just going to be like your play, your blind playthrough. Um, and then you're probably going to want to do your impossible run and then maybe just do your reunion run. We'll see. But two to three playthroughs minimum. There's also municipal trophies, uh, front toward enemy and reunion. Reunion you already know about. Front toward enemy. I think this just kind of not really looking too much into it. It's uh, tied to the one where you have to kill all the enemies in the shooting gallery. And if you remember from the first game, there's a part in the game where you actually go onto a different ship. You guys yeah, remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. So you go into that ship, and then once you've like kind of completed the whole story part of that part, there's no way for you to get back. So once you've like gone through that section, there's no way for you to get back. So that's where the missable part comes through. Uh, free roam. There's free roam in the game, but only up to the end of Chapter 11 at that point. Once you go past there, you can't go back. You're just going to have to start all over again. Again, sadly, no chapter select. So... Um, kind of a bummer in that respect. New thing being added to this game is side missions. So side missions weren't even in the first one. No. Uh, there are there are three trophies that when I looked at them, I was like, I don't remember this being in the first game. But it seems like they did add uh, side missions to the game to kind of expand on the story. Uh, some air enemy variants or some like expansion on characters' uh, stories in the game. I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, side missions are available in the game. A previous game, the OG Dead Space had two difficulty trophies, which were complete the game on any difficulty setting and completing the game on the hardest difficulty setting. Now the remake has three difficulty trophies, which is complete the game on medium or above complete the game in impossible mode and complete the new game plus. 
So hence the reason why there's a two to three minimum playthrough. And not returning. So I did, re did say at the beginning there's some trophies that are not returning. And two of them are the most annoying. And I'm glad they are not making a reappearance in the remake. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get cocky, kid. And Slugger, no offense, my friend. Um, but you sucked in the first game. Yeah. That's right. The Slugger trophy. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I remember it. It's the part in the game where you're controlling the the cannon guns on the Ishimura. Yes. And you have to like shoot the meteors at one point, and then you know you have to use the same cannons in the boss fight, and you have to like withstand that whole section without taking less than fifty percent damage. <laughs> Yikes. And then, you know, the beginning part's a little easy, but once, you know, the the waves start to get a little bit more chaotic, <laughs> you, you, you can get damaged pretty quickly. Yeah. Holy shit. So I'm glad they're not coming back. I did not like those trophies. Slugger, go find some other game to ruin. <laughs> so I didn't realize there was a trophy in this game called Slugger, and I'm trying to figure out... I'm going to have to do some research. Because I feel like this is like peak milestone opportunity coming up on 20,000 trophies. I need my 20,000th trophy to be this Slugger trophy. Oh, man. You can do <laughs> it, dude. On the PS3 version. So I'm going to have to like plan out and figure out like, does that pop first or does the Slug King trophy pop first? Uh, both of those totally would kind of work. Slug King for 20,000, not bad. Is that what it's named? Well, I don't know. I'm just saying if it is named Slug King, it's, it would kind of work. I got like I. We'd have, I have to look. To do this. Yeah, we'd have, I to, have look. to do this. One question right, yeah. that I had, Daryl, I there I saw a trophy on here that says complete level six in zero G basketball. Is that like a a side mini game? Can you tell? I don't remember that from the first game. Um, I I know that there's a part in the game where there's like you enter like this room where you're just like floating around. Right. And I think you use kinesis to like move things around. And I can't remember if there's like a thing shaped like a basketball that you use to kind of like activate a game. I can't remember. There is a trophy on the first one for that. For that. Okay. All right. So, I, yeah. Yep. Huh. But I mean, when I played it, I did not care about the achievements when I was going through it. I was so fucking terrified the whole time that I was like, I just want to beat this game. <laughs> so I, I just beat it once on i believe medium or normal or whatever and didn't really mess with much else yeah that's pretty much my whole review of the game um i'm i was very excited to to talk about this game the game looks great trophy looks looks great i'm glad it's reviewing well because now you have conversation of a possible dead space 2 remake yep and i think that's really great because you know if people are loving this game and you know, a lot of people are playing this game, especially people who might have been too young to play it at the time. If, if there's a ton of people supporting this game, I, I can see a Dead Space Two remake or Dead Space Two remake in the near future. Yeah, that's really exciting because I did never, I never finished Dead Space Two, so I would love to play that and have it be, you know, the updated version. I know people have a lot more contentious views about Dead Space Three, but I know the first two are supposed to be fantastic. So yeah, I the the thing that kind of jumps out to me here. Uh, on this trophy list there's one to fully upgrade all of your equipment basically so like all your guns and your suit so 
I feel like that's gonna be kind of tough. Like you have to be scrounging for stuff like in all three of your playthroughs probably in order to make that happen. Or all two of your playthroughs, I, I should say. Upgrade all weapons and equipment. But then the other one that I saw that looked a little bit intense was regarding collectibles in the game. So am I reading this correctly? Legend Teller, collect 150 logs. I don't remember that many logs in the game. Well, I mean, in the original game, there is a trophy for that. Is there? Okay, so uh, I just never... Nah, I just suck. Don't worry about me. <laughs> I mean, you did say you didn't care for trophies, but there, there's a ton of them. Yeah. I remember that. I think uh, in Power Pixels Guide, there's a total of 158. So you kind of have some leeway to not have to pick up everything. But I think in this game, you know, where you're kind of like just thrown into the aftermath of things happening, I think picking up the logs will help make the game even better. I think I think for you, Colin, it's kind of like the same way Control was for you. Yeah. For me, it was like picking up this stuff and then finding out like what's going on, like medical files, uh, you know, notes left by people for families. I thought that is what made the game really good for me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I could see that being the case. Um, and then the only other thing, yeah, real quick, was the uh, the markers you were talking about. The You said there's like a new collectible type, right? So the trophy yeah. for that, just for finding even one of them, is at less than 1%, which means that if there's only 12, they've got to be pretty fucking tough to find. Then I'm just kind of curious, like, how, how that's possible. You know, like, I wonder, like, where they're at. That it, no one, like, less than 1% of people have even found one of the 12. And there's probably one per chapter. If there's 12 chapters. So, pretty interesting. Or maybe they only show up on New Game Plus. That's a possibility, too. Mm, maybe. Because you need them for this, the ending, you said, on New Game Plus. So, that would kind of make sense. But, yeah, this game right. this game looks exciting. I'm Now that we're talking about it, I'm like, man, I kind of wish I was pulling the trigger and buying this thing. Because it does look like it's a lot of fun. But, are either of you going to pick this game up? Go ahead, Daryl. <laughs> I am hoping to pick it up. I, I told my wife, I was like, hey, are you going to Target today? She's like, yeah, why? Um, can you pick up Dead Space 2 for me, please? <laughs> I <feel> like that. <laughs> I was like, can you pick that up? And then she's like, okay. And I was like, yes. So, but then she like texted me like half an hour later. She showed me like the case that those games are put into. Yep. It's already sold out. Is it really? Oh, dude. Fuck. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to Target shortly after we record. I'm going to Trader Joe's and then Target, and I have a gift card for Target. And the last couple times I've gone in there and tried to buy games, all the games are, like, not in there. And there's, like, this little thing that's like, oh, if you want them, go online and, like, set this as your drop-off point. I'm like, do you guys just not have something I can just grab and go anymore in this store? Like, what the fuck's going on here? So I'm going to check and see if they have a copy of it. If they do, I might pick it up because I have the gift card, like I said. So... Why not? Nice, nice. Uh, hopefully you get it. Yeah, well, I'll let you know. I'll definitely post it in the Discord if I get it. So, what, what about you, Slugger? Are you going to get this thing? Um, I never, like, I have one trophy in this game for, like, dis dismembering 25 enemies or something or cutting off 25 limbs. I don't, I've tried multiple times to get into it, and I've dropped it every time. I don't know why. I think it's because when I've gone back to play this on the PS3, the PS like I was late into the PS4 cycle when I tried to go back, so I just didn't look and play great. But like 
now hearing Daryl talk about it, and I'm I've been skimming the guide the whole time he's been talking. Yep. I'm like, yeah, I should do this. So I don't know if I'm gonna buy this remaster. Uh, I think I'm gonna wait for it to come to EA Play because EA Play games are on Game Pass by default. Yep. I think in that waiting period, I would like to at least because it's a cleanup game for me. I would like to boot up the PS3 and maybe give this a go. Yeah. But it's kind of wild looking at the PS3 side of stuff. So this is just for funsies. Apparently, there's cheats and they don't disable trophies on the PS3 version. What? So you you can get a crap ton of credits. Um, those are all one time use, but you can refill your oxygen at any time, refill your stasis at any time. Um, I guess it's just those two things. And I'm like, oh, this kind of makes the uh, impulse impossible mode not seem so bad. <laughs> yeah, sure. Damn, what the fuck? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it's pretty rare for a game to have cheats and not disable trophies. Uh, so, yeah, in a way, I'm going to check it out. I think I'm just going to do the classic first, and then maybe sometime late in the year, whenever it comes to Game Pass, I'll play it on there. Platinum trophy on the PS3 song. It is Concodrance Officer instead of Concordance Officer. <laughs> what the fuck? So now I feel like I need to have... I feel like I need to have both. It's two different platinums. <laughs> <laughs> oh so no! Concordance officer and the concordance officer. You know, so. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, also was really cool that in this new list, you had to beat the game on medium to get get the trophy. <laughs> you couldn't play it on easy, folks. You couldn't play it on easy. This is what I'm talking about when I said you don't have to trivialize the platinum. This is what I mean. Just make it medium and above. Is that so ridiculous to ask people to do? I don't know. Bring bring difficulties back. Yeah, bring it back. This is good. There's difficulty-related trophies. There is no speedrun trophy, which people don't like, even though I do. And there's no multiplayer trophies. So, guys, what else do you want in the trophy list? Like, come on. Come on. I think it looks cool. Yeah, good good choice there, Daryl. And I'll let you yeah. know if I pick it up later. <clears throat> I'm not going to – I wouldn't play it for a while, but, yeah. Well, no. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Yeah, and then – Go ahead. That's kind of what's keeping me from it, too. I don't know that it would be at the top of my list in this moment, and I'm trying to recognize that to curb my buying habit. So, Same. Same. Okay, let's get into another really big release for January. This game has been talked about a lot in recent weeks, or sorry, recent days, just due to actually some not-so-great aspects of it. But I'm curious from a trophy perspective how it is. Take us into your game, Slugger. What are you talking about? All right. We got uh, the one and only forsaken oh yeah who is in shambles right now right right behind dead space completely getting overshadowed yep oh forespoken right, by the way not forsaken before Luminous you get productions before you get oh, tore up in the comments yeah, i spelled that wrong <laughs> yep thank you you're welcome i misspelled that yeah so we got luminous productions uh developing this these are the same guys who did final fantasy 15 and I believe both games are running on the same engine. I think they just call it the Luminous Engine. I could be wrong, though. I might have to look that up. But Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, same engine as Final, Fan- Final Fantasy 15, which should cue in to you guys who the publisher is, the one and only Square Enix. Uh, and this released about four days ago on January 24th uh, for PS5 and Windows. This game's, like, really contentious right now. Like... Reviews are all over the place. Yeah. Um, I've seen, I guess on the low side, it's 
Well, I'll hit Open Critic first, and then I'll talk about highs and lows. But Open Critic gave it a fair rating. Um, the top critic average is 69, and 28% critics recommend, which seems kind of like not great. But then you look at the spread. Like Game Informer gave it a seven and a half out of ten. Uh, same with Destructoid. Gamespot hit it lower at a five out of ten. IGN gave it a six. Uh, Easy Allies gave it an 8 out of 10. So it's kind of all over the place, anywhere from like mid to above average. Hmm. Um, so I don't really know what to make of it. I, I've read a lot of comments on Reddit and PSM profiles forums. My interest is definitely peaked. I just don't. The too long didn't read version of all these reviews is like the travel and parkour are like amazing people. I think that's the one like universally praised thing is like how the travel mechanics were, parkour like getting around the map is a lot of fun uh and like the world design is just dull and empty and not a lot to do that leads into like the writing and pacing being um sorry excuse me no you're good uh the the writing and pacing is also kind of being criticized i know like they were getting roasted with early trailers where the bangle or not the bangle the little like wrists oh her like thing she wears like talks to her and it's like super cringe i think there's a lot more of that in the game and people aren't really like grabbing on to that like or luminous thought they would so yeah we'll get into the trophies and Uh, and you played the demo so it's really your typical like so like it matches up with what it's hard i think we talked about yeah it's it's hard because the demo throws everything at you all at once and a lot of people are saying like that actual full game experience is way better because they like really ease you into the like the parkour and the combat like you'll get one or two powers to start and then like once you master those they throw a third at you and then you master that and they throw a fourth at you the demo they just dumped everything on you at once so you're running around fighting and it's like at least in my case i'm like i have no idea what i'm doing like i don't have a clue um yeah and it's you almost like need that like slow build to get like I don't know, to get good, to enjoy the combat, I think. Um, yeah, there's a learning curve. It seemed like a lot of buttons involved. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. It's The list itself, though, is like your typical open world list that you would see from any other open world game in the last like five years. Uh, you're looking at 40 to 60 hours of platinum, a 3 out of 10 difficulty, 54 total trophies, 44 are bronze, 7 silver, 2 gold, one platinum. What's your cutoff for bronzes? What's too many for you? This is too 44 many. feels like too <laughs> this many. This is too many. Yeah. Anything above... When it's more than triple the gold and silver combined, it's too many. <laughs> it's like, okay. it's, yeah. like this ridiculous amount of bronze trophies. For, for just real quick, yeah, until the... Dawn has 19 total trophies, what makes you think that you deserve 44 bronze trophies in your game? open world bro <laughs> anyway go ahead look at all go the ahead. things you can do <laughs> true that true that all right zero of the trophies are missable thank god i hate missable trophies um but back to the difficulty thing difficulty does not affect trophies in this so you can slap this bad boy on easy turn on any and all accessibility accessibility options that are in the game and just have a have a time yep uh um, forward go through it yep 
Uh, nice thing too, a lot of open world games are similar to this, but after you beat the game, you can free roam and clean up that ties in nothing being missable. So if you want to just mainline the story so you can talk about the story and not get anything spoiled, you can, and then work on the cleanup. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the general overview of how okay. that works. Yep. Um, or that list, I will get into the trophy art. A couple things I want to add on that, or like, I guess hit on the trophy art. We don't need to go into every single one, but it follows the same formula that you guys have been talking about for the last two years where more and more games are starting to tie the color of the trophy to the rarity of the trophy. So all the bronze trophies kind of have that bronze hue to them. Same with the silver. Um, where are the golds at? Yeah, and the golds are gold. So Yeah, there's only two of them, so it's a little hard to find them on the list, isn't it? Fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah typical coloring there um i do like the actual like artwork on them though each trophy each trophy's artwork is pretty like intricate and i don't want to say complicated it's not complicated enough to where you can't tell what it is but uh, maybe some some of them are but similar to like yeah they're a little busy seen, yeah if you guys have seen gameplay this game has particle effects all over like the magic's flying there's little sparks and flames and lightning bolts and leaves flying all over the place like they're really like going all in with the particle effects the trophy artwork feels the same way like almost every single piece of the trophy art like this one i'm looking at right now it has like a raven and the raven's wings at the tip of the wings are like splitting off into a whole bunch of particles there's flags that are breaking up into particles really every piece of trophy artwork has like particles or um yeah that type of like design um but there's the art has kind of a progression to it which i think is cool because a lot of these are like tiered trophies so like discover um let me find it real quick all right visit 10 points of interest visit 50 points of interest and visit 100 points of interest so there's a couple collectible trophies that are like that where it's like do you Find your first thing, find your 20th thing, find your 50 thing. And then the artwork like evolves with each trophy. So that one I was just saying with points of interest, the first one for finding 10 points of interest, it shows your main character like leaning over a treasure chest, about to open a treasure chest. And then the middle tier, she has the treasure chest like half open in the artwork. And then in the third like the visit 100 points of interest one, the treasure chest is fully open. There's like rays of light coming out. You see the treasure inside. Oh yeah. Um, and there's a lot of trophies that are like that on this list where they kind of like, uh, like evolve as the more you collect. Uh, another example would be this spend mana to learn a spell for the first time. And the artwork kind of looks like a, like a constellation or a skill tree being filled out. And the second one is learn all the spells that can possibly be learned. And it's like a fully filled out, like starry sky constellation. Um, so just little touches like that. I appreciate like, cause they could have easily just like had the same artwork for the points of interest and not change the thing. But yeah, it is yeah. weird. So there's learn all the spells that can possibly be learned, right? Realize potential. And then down two or three Paragon learn every spell. And it's a different trophy different value different percentage oh yeah look at that what the fuck <laughs> it's like how does I that happen 
I couldn't tell you what that's about. Yeah, there must be like some permutation or something that unlocks the story related that's not on the skill tree at first or some shit. Yeah. I bet one one might be a skill tree. The other one might be like the actual like spells themselves, if I had to guess. Oh, yeah. Okay. That would Uh, make sense. There's a power picks guide up for this. Go check it out if you want to, if you're listening to this. But yeah, the the one color I didn't talk about is the platinum, which I really like. I think the platinum design is really cool looking. Yeah, Uh, it is cool. It shows your main character kind of just standing there looking down. But the color is like a violet purple, which I feel like you don't see a lot of purple i was trying to think of like other trophies that use that that color um especially for a platinum mm-hmm. and i couldn't really think of anything off the top of my head uh the platinum design itself almost makes me like gives me more incentive to want to buy this and play it because i think it's a really <laughs> cool looking platinum it is a cool looking platinum for sure i don't necessarily like how it's just the title of the game for the platinum just forespoken yeah. but you know whatever a lot of games do that. That's frustrating. A lot of games uh, do it, but at least it's it is a cool word. Like you don't hear "forespoken" a lot in common, you know, language. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's all right. All right, so that's kind of the 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 big overview. If you're getting down into actually going for this platinum, um, kind of just breaking down the milestones that you should be hitting or how this would flow if you're going for the platinum. Uh, so doing the main story and all the available side quests that are there for you to do during the story. Cause some of the side quests don't pop or like become available until after you beat the game. So you do the main story, do all the available side quests at the time. That's going to take you about eight or 10 hours, somewhere in there. And you should get 15 trophies. There's 12 main quest trophies and then three uh, trophies that are tied to side quests. And I'm sure like you'd get exploration trophies and stuff on the way as you're doing that. Step two would be your general cleanup like you get an open world. So depending on how much you actually explore as you're going through the base game or like the main story missions, this can either be a shorter grind, like 20 hours or a longer grind all the way up to 30 if you don't collect a single thing. A lot of these collectibles are gated behind end game abilities. So you can't do like a full collectible cleanup until you beat the game. Uh, There must be some type of mechanic in the game that's similar to like Zelda where it's like, oh, you can't enter this room until you have X power. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of these you'll have to wait till end game to actually go and do. And that cleanup will net you 16 collectible trophies if you collected absolutely nothing during the main story run. And then step three, this is probably my favorite part. And I think the most uh, interesting part of the trophy list is all of the like spellcraft challenges and miscellaneous trophies. So it remind it gives me like infamous vibes where they give you like almost challenges to do with your powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, some examples: hop, step, jump, perform five shimmies in a row. I don't know what that is. I assume it's related to the parkour system. There is hell of a run, perform magic parkour for twenty seconds continuously. Yeah, uh, that sounds can- cool. I can fly, use float to stay airborne for 10 seconds, leapfrogger, jump over enemies a total of 10 times, tit for tat, perform 10 precision counters, no mercy, perform 30 killer blows. And there's a lot more here. I'm not going to read all of them, but there's a lot of cool like miscellaneous combat and traversal like related trophies where I imagine you'll have to kind of like put together the skills you learn to like pull these things off. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love so, yeah. the the miscellaneous combat trophies. I like when games have those for sure. 
I also noticed there was one for befriending all the cat familiars in the game. I think it's called Cat yep. Person Trophy. I'm a fan of that. Fan of that. Cats are confirmed. Yep. Confirmed in the game. Confirmed cats in a Square Enix game. You know, let's go. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think the list is good. My issue with the game is just how fun the game is going to be. You know, and, and what I've yeah. heard is the most common thing is what you already touched on in that the main story is not like not that long to get through. And then the rest of the world is just kind of when you're exploring it after is kind of the same shit just recycled again, like same few types of encounters, same types of of little side quests or whatever. And it's you just have to basically check box this massive world as you go through it. And, yeah. you know, it's just really, I guess, going to be up to the individual, like how much the combat and the parkour can make that fun or not fun of an experience for you but i don't know 70 dollars like i don't i don't know if i can could do it at this point yeah i don't personally my interest is definitely peaks i'm i'm trying not to let the the reviews kind of sway my opinion because a lot of people who actually have played the game and are deep into it like have said like oh yeah the gameplay itself is a lot of fun there's some like design choices that fall flat so yeah, it may be one I just wait on and kind of snag when it's cheaper. Mm. But outside of that, that's kind of all I got for the list, unless you guys have any like specific questions or anything else you want to dive into regarding the list. Mm. I, I don't... do. Yeah, go ahead. So I know you guys talked about the Platinum Call for Spoken, but that same trophy is repeated again in the trophy list. It's a bronze. What? Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Where is it at? Is it for what the? F- it's like the twelfth <laughs> trophy down. Bruh. That's a good catch, I bro. It's the, the so they have two doubles because then we've also like again got the thing with the spells where it's just not very clear. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. There, there is <laughs> tro- the there game. is trophy tracking in the game. It appears like for quite a few of these trophies which i do think is cool because based on the um dead space one at least when looking at psn profiles it did not have that functionality it didn't it didn't track them more granularly like this one does so and another square enix game i played recently that did that star oceans but i don't know if that's a square enix specific thing like yeah go ahead what scares me about that is you look at uh, at the very bottom there's a gold trophy arc uh archivist archivist am i saying that right i think it's archivist Um, yeah yeah, four hundred zero. So you have to unlock eighty percent of the archive. Zero out of four hundred and sixty-four. That's a <laughs> lot of things to run around and collect. Now I don't know how this works. This may be things where it's just like a logbook filling out. Like you kill this enemy, and now you have this enemy's info in your logbook or your record. Yeah, or the archive, whatever it's called. Uh, so maybe it's not too bad, but that seems like a lot to to collect. Same with like spells. Upgrade one hundred and five spells. Yeah, I think what it is is like each node of the spell upgrade counts as one of the 105. So you probably have like 10 spells with 10 upgrade or like eight spells with seven, you know, whatever it is. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's that many spells in the game. That's just a lot of upgrades to do. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, the artwork I do think is pretty. I do like the list. So it's, it certainly piqued my interest more than when I had just kind of seen the first couple reviews that had come out for it. But I, it must be said, like, I don't know how well this game is going to sell, given the negative reception it got initially, because I mean, yeah. they, they did a lot of advertising for this game. Like, I think it was I saw like commercials for it during football and shit like that. So if this game doesn't pan out and doesn't sell 
as well as intended. I think you, you might be looking at a situation where Luminous is in a little bit of trouble. FF15 did not perform how Final Fantasy standards are. I don't believe. I don't. I don't hear that game talked about in the same light as 14 at all. And that I mean that, no. or even the hype that's around 16 or 7 remake part one and two, or even Crisis Core. So this team basically went from FF15 to this. And if both of those are kind of subpar hits, they might be, they might be in trouble. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Daryl, are you going to pick this up at all? Does this look interesting to you? Uh, pick it up? No. Uh, maybe later in the future. Yeah, we'll see. I don't really know a ton about this game, so I'm not really pulling the trigger that fast. But it has a lot of stuff that I can really jive with, like parkour and spells and, um, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it could be a potential purchase down the road. Yeah, it's going to be tough this year. There's so many good games coming out, like we said, that yeah. I, we just don't really have the time or, like, the inclination to go for something that's a 6 out of 10 when there's probably a ton of 8s and 9s and 10s coming out this year. So, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Interesting. Okay, very good. Very good. Well, competing with those two AAA giants, I've got a AAA giant for you guys today. In SpongeBob and the Cosmic Shake. That's right. Developed by Purple Lamp Studios and published by THQ Nordic. This is releasing on the 31st of January, so coming out next Tuesday as the time of recording. We're very close. The size of the game is only 7.91 gigabytes, okay? And this is coming to only PlayStation 4 in terms of the versions, I believe. Um, And then there will be Xbox One Series X and S as well. Uh, Purple Lamp Studios is the studio that worked on the 2020 published and developed SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, which if you've listened to me before, you know I love that game. I had a really, really great time with it, and I'm not even... A SpongeBob fan. So this one caught my eye. Now, one thing to note that's a little bit annoying is I do not actually have a trophy list pulled up for this in terms of PSM profiles or power picks or anything like that. I am going off of the True Achievement site to get the trophy artwork or the achievement artwork. And then I am looking at videogamesblogger.com for a more detailed breakdown on how the achievements correlate to trophies. So a little bit of a weird one that I feel less confident in than I normally would, but that's okay. Uh, so let's see here. What do we got? A lot of fun stuff. Th- this trophy list, I think, is a really good, nice and simple, probably 10 to 15 hour platinum. We don't know yet because the guide is not out, but based on the descriptions, which I'll get into, it seems really straightforward and in line with Battle for Bikini Bottom. So there is a total of, in this game, 45 trophies, one platinum, four gold trophies, nine silver trophies, and 31 bronze trophies. Still probably five or six too many bronzes for my liking, but it is better than the other two games that we went over. (laughs) Very slightly better ratio. And of those, there are actually quite a few that are hidden uh, achievements and or trophies. But looking at the descriptions of these, there's some that I'm going to read, and there's others that I'm maybe not going to. They basically just go over the specific location names in the game and specific boss names in the game. But they're not really surprising if you know SpongeBob and you know Battle for Bikini Bottom. So we'll, we'll kind of get to that as we go along. But first and foremost, for the non-hidden trophies and achievements, we have quite a few bronze trophies for combat-related achievements and trophies in the game. So what you're going to be doing is 
in typical fashion, you'll be traveling to different worlds and it'll be a mix of 3D platforming with some action elements mixed in. And it seems like this game, the gimmick is about in the different levels and areas you go to, you have a different sort of costume and different power set. Kind of reminds me in some ways of Mario Super Mario Odyssey in that when you threw the hat, you could get different abilities for enemies. I don't think it functions the exact same way, but I just think you will have different attacks depending on which level you're in in the game. And there are a lot of trophies tied to that. So for example, you have Volley King, which is to defeat 10 baby booms by reflecting their missile back to them. Uh, you've got Hazardous, which is a bronze trophy to defeat 25 ninjellies with environmental environmental hazards. You've got Spring Cleaning, suck in a total of 100 enemies with the Reef Blower, stuff like that. So there, there really kind of, there seems to be for each of the different attacks in the game and the different movesets, a achievement or trophy that is tied to that specific thing, which I really like. And I wish more games did because the way these are worded, it doesn't seem like you will have any trouble or difficulty unlocking them if you just use that ability, right? It's not like you have to become a master at that one thing. It's just, okay, experiment with all of the things the game has to offer. And at the end of the day, trophy lists should incentivize us to see parts of the game we might not otherwise. So that's cool. Like that. Also in the non-hidden trophy section, we have SpongeBob Jelly Pants. It's a great name for carrying a thousand, sorry, 10,000 jellies at once. In my mind, this is it's a great name. SpongeBob Jelly Pants. Uh, in my mind, this is the currency. It's got to be the the little flower type things that you were picking up in Bikini Bottom. I'm just imagining that that's what it is. I'm assuming that when you get hit, you might lose some or you can spend them on the costumes and stuff like that in the game. So you just have to carry 10,000 of them at once. So that might be something to be cognizant of as you're playing through the game is to get to that number first because it does appear to be you know all at once instead of cumulative and then start spending your money on whatever you can spend it on. So that's something to think about. But you also have, it appears like, a couple other types of collectible slash currency in the game. So in Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, you had the golden spatulas and you had Patrick's socks as the types of collectibles. Here there is a, now this is a secret trophy, or hidden trophy, but it's okay, called Jellyfish Hunter to catch 50 jellyfish. So I'm thinking that throughout the levels, there are ways to sort of collect these things. Um, there's probably 50 total in the game, if I had to imagine. So this is collecting all of those. And you also have a, a trophy called Boxing Champion, which is a bronze trophy to destroy 1,000 tikis. Now, these were essentially the boxes in the game, much like the crates in uh, Crash Bandicoot. And when you would break them, uh, the currency would come out. So in this case, it sounds like jellies would come out of them. So it's kind of twofold. You're breaking these boxes and you're collecting currency on the way. So those will kind of stack as you go throughout the game. And let's see. Otherwise, there appears to be a pretty big emphasis in this title on costumes and unlocking all of the costumes that are available in the game. There is a trophy called Dress Up to unlock your first costume in the game, and then you've got another gold trophy to unlock all of the costumes in the game. So... It's called Fashion Hunter. Sorry, I should have said that. So that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, I don't exactly know how that works. Like, based on the trailers, of course, it appears that when you go to different areas, you are using a costume. And then I'm assuming there must be an overall store that you can use your currency on to unlock these more permanently. 
and maybe even go back to previous levels with different move sets that might help you unlock the jellyfish that you need or something. I'm not entirely sure how linear this game is going to be versus more Metroidvania because there's just not a lot of uh, not a lot of info out on it yet. But pretty interesting. Um, and then a couple other miscellaneous ones to go over just because funny names. We were just talking about Terminator. There is a trophy called Spunginator, which is a bronze trophy to destroy 500 objects. So you'll get that on your way to destroying 1,000 tikis, but it implies that there is more destructible items in the game than just those. And is it a plane or is it a pizza is a bronze trophy for gliding 1,000 meters throughout the game. So this must be some sort of, you know, move or skill set that you unlock or maybe even have from the start that you'll go and do that. And this one I also wanted to call out is called Wanted Sponge, which is to hit 25 NPCs, the bronze trophy. So start smacking those NPCs, guys, when you're playing this game right off the bat. Now, the other trophies in the game go over completing all the missions in specific worlds, which I'm not going to mention. They are they are hidden trophies, but you will need to, of course, beat all the missions in each of the hub worlds. So I'm assuming very similar to Bikini Bottom, there's some side missions, and then there's the overall main quest in the area that you do. And it's not going to be that complicated. There's probably three or four per area. And then each of the boss fights actually has a specific combat-related trophy to that boss fight, or sometimes they're even speedrun-related. So uh, I'm not going to say the name of the boss, but there's a, a silver trophy for not taking any damage during one of the boss fights. There is a silver trophy for doing a particular boss fight within five minutes. Uh, there's one for not being seen during a boss fight. There's one for having the boss kill 20 of the other type of enemies in the arena during the boss fight. So stuff like that where... You will, it appears, like need to be pretty on point when you're playing these bosses if you're trying to get them on your first attempt. But I'm assuming you can go back and just replay these boss fights as often as you'd like. So if you don't get it the first time, it's not a huge deal. You can jump in and try to go for it once you've learned the patterns and stuff like that. So not too bad. And yeah, I mean, that's really the the way that the, the list is structured. There's, again, more combat ones. I'm not reading every single one. There's there's more you know miscellaneous ones, which I haven't read every single one. But it appears like you're just going to be going through the levels, collecting currency, which you use to unlock costumes, and along the way, doing combat-related achievements and trophies, and eventually uh, doing the boss-specific trophies. So that's sort of the structure. If I had to guess, because we don't know, I would say this is a one-playthrough probably 15 to 20 hour platinum, maybe a three out of 10 difficulty based on the information that I have so far. And really briefly to touch on the trophy artwork, because we don't for sure know yet. We have these images here on true achievements. So these these could be different, right? They, they are sometimes a bit different in how these they're structured. They just appear to be little snippets, almost like stickers of like colorful little items so for dress up to unlock your first costume it's a picture of spongebob's square pants on a hanger it's just a very small little picture of that uh and then etc etc down the way i think they're they're kind of cool looking they're not really that detailed they're very in keeping with like sort of the kid friendly look and color palette of the game uh we also don't know of course what the platinum looks like or will be called based on this information so that's sort of like a big uh, question mark but yeah, this game is only $40, and I think for just an experience maybe akin to Ukulele or some of these other like 3D platformers that are, or Spyro, the, the trilogy of Spyro games, it should just be a very fun, low-stress, 
probably don't even need to use a guide at all other than just to look at the trophy list from time to time and see what to do kind of experience. So I think it'll be really fun. I'm actually really looking forward to this game. I think I'm going to buy it on launch uh, on next Tuesday and to support it and then try to get to it before I do uh, do some some other stuff. So we'll see. What do you guys think about the game? Do you have any questions, Daryl, about the list or about the descriptions? Um, looking at the list, I'm actually really interested in this game now because I have not played any of the SpongeBob games and I looked at my backlog. I actually don't have the one that was a, a, a PS Plus game. Oh, I dang. don't have it. So I, I'm missing out on all fronts. But looking at this game and looking at the list so far, I'm actually just chuckling in my head because I, I can see a lot of the SpongeBob charm in here. Mm-hmm. Like, the one that I'm looking at is uh, a silver trophy, the Karate King. Oh, yeah. And I remember that that episode where, you know, they're practicing karate, and that's how they would say it. They're like, karate! <laughs> just bringing back memories. Yep. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of trophies here that's making me laugh. There's a lot of that, that uh, SpongeBob charm in here. So really cool to see. Yeah. What about you, Slugger? Does this do anything for you in terms of, uh, you know, maybe not, a, it's not a triple A game, but sort of a double A kind of quick trophy hunt experience? Yeah. Special shout out to SpongeLock Holmes Pants. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Find every secret in every level. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, I'm totally interested. Uh, I think I said on the last episode, but if you asked me before I played the, like the PS4 remake of, uh the other spongebob game i would have said no probably not interested at all but after playing that count me in I'm yeah sold, so. it's i think it's gonna be real fun man and it's a nice quick game to throw in between maybe some other more difficult trophy hunts so yeah i love a good platformer yep yep the only gripe i have is that it's coming out on a tuesday instead of a friday so i'm not going to be able to play it too much at launch <laughs> but, but that's all right that's all right so yeah, that's that's SpongeBob SquarePants semicolon the Cosmic Shake coming out on January 31st. So look forward to that. Forspoken is already out. Dead Space Remake is already out. So if you're interested in those titles, you can check out guides for them, more information, and of course pick them up, uh, physical or on the PSN app. Yeah, some uh, some good stuff. Anything else to add before we move on towards the final section here of the show? I'm good. Okay. Same here. All right, so the final section of the show, we, we added last time again another new little segment for you guys, the lightning round. So I will go over our questions really quickly and then our scores from the last lightning round before bringing up the uh, – hold on a sec. got to change the color of these – before bringing up the new lightning round questions. So last time on the 14th of January, we asked, what difficulty will the Dead Space Remake Trophy Guide get from Power Picks specifically? Now, the answer here, a little bit strange. It is a five if you're using cloud saves and a level and a six difficulty without. So, yeah, Daryl, you put six. Slugger, you put six. I put five. We're all kind of right. So I gave us all a point for that. <laughs> How does that sound to you guys? It's fair. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Second question was SpongeBob and the Cosmic Shake will have blank gold trophies. The answer was four gold trophies. Daryl, you put six. Slugger, you put five. I put three. None of us get the point there. Unfortunate. And the third question we asked was, Dead Space Remake 
or we said true or false dead space remake will have the trophy for beating the game with the plasma cutter only and the answer is that yes it does have that trophy all of us thought that it would therefore all three of us end the first lightning round with a total of two points each good stuff guys any questions or surprises there Nah, that's a classic trophy that was an easy yes yep <laughs> yep Alrighty, so for the final three questions here for a lightning round, the first question I'm going to ask you guys is, Hogwarts Legacy will score blank on Metacritic. What, by the time we look at the date of our next episode is when we're going to check this, what will Metacritic scores on Hogwarts Legacy be? I'm going to say, I have, so I think it's, I think it'll deserve higher. Mm -hmm. I think it'll average around a low 80 so i'm gonna meet in the middle between 80 and 85 and call it an 82 okay 82 percent i think it's gonna deserve higher i think the controversy with jk rowling is gonna have some review places like hesitant to throw a unbiased review score at it yep that is Um, exactly what's tough about this and that's why yeah i don't i'm not sure either and I say that because I watched the the final IGN preview, and they went they were going through the whole preview, and then like the last like couple like points they tried to make were like, oh, this looks like it's gonna be an outstanding game, yada yada yada, like, but why does it feel so bad liking it? And it's like, all right, guys, come on, come mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. come on. So yeah, I I think some review places are gonna be hesitant on the fear of getting canceled. Shit, I could get say I could get us canceled right now, but <laughs> yep. Just talking, just even bringing that up. Um, but yeah, I think I think that may hurt it a little bit. Interesting. Okay, so eighty-two percent, Daryl. What do you think? Um, I'm stuck on seventy-nine percent. I don't know why. That's just the first number that came into my head. Okay, seventy-nine percent. I think that's good. I'm gonna. I'll say eighty-three percent. Oh, price is right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but I, I think the reasons you listed Slugger are exactly why I'm a little unsure. I, I do think it should score higher. I don't know if it will. So, okay. Second question. Wild Hearts will score blank on its IGN review. So Wild Hearts is, of course, the EA-published Monster Hunter-style game uh, that's coming out. It'll be out by the time our next episode comes out. So what will IGN give its review? Do they do half points? They do half points. Do you know? All right. Seven and a half. Okay. Seven out of ten. Final answer. Daryl, any inclination here? Ooh. Wild Hearts. I don't know anything about this game. I don't even know about the the half points you just talked about. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Wild Hearts is, it's like a Monster Hunter-esque EA published game. It looks like Monster Hunter, but like the characters you play as can like build traps and like build all sorts of machines to help you like trap and control the monsters while you fight them. It's sort of like um, it's sort of like Fortnite mixed with Monster Hunter. Yeah. yeah. Fortnite mixed with Monster Hunter. That's kind of hard to imagine. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, it looks really good. You should check it out. All right. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm going to be fair. I don't know if the game's going to be good or bad. I'm going to give it a five. Ooh, five out of ten. All right. All right. Watch. He's going to get it right. I'm going to I'm <laughs> gonna say seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. 
think it'll be good, but there's going to be some like systemic issues with it that people will have gripes with because it's trying new things and it's a different genre. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be seven out of 10. Okay. And then the final question, which I actually changed because I was looking at it and I realized if we have a situation like we did this week where some of the information is not available, it wouldn't have worked out too well. I was going to ask about the premium titles for February and how many we think will have platinums to start off, but we're not doing that. Instead, I'm intrigued based on our discussion about Dead Space today. So it's question number three. Dead Space remakes platinum on PSN profiles will be blank percent when we get to the next recording date. Mm. Right now, it is at 0.11%. I think it'll still be low, but not ultra rare anymore. So I'm going to say like like 8%. Yeah, somewhere in there. Okay. All right. And what we'll say is that the closest person will get the point for this. Because okay. because we can be really like, you could do like 8.12 or, you know, whatever. So, okay. So 8%. Daryl, do you have a, a guess? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with 2. 2%. 2%. Okay. Keeping it low. Yep. Okay. I'm going to say 6.23%. <laughs> Oh, Look at this guy. Yeah, 6.23% is what I'm going with. All right. Hopefully you guys have some answers at home, and uh, let us know how you did on the first lightning round. Be curious to hear if you guys are liking that section or not. I think it's a ton of fun, and that's going to close up shop for us. So before we go, Daryl, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on Discord, PlayStation, and PSN Profiles at the Tall Simone Guy. Slugger, what about you? Discord, um, PSN profiles, the PlayStation Network, all at Slugger JD. Uh, if you want to find me on Xbox, it's Slugger with a whole bunch of numbers that even I don't know. So just DM me in Discord and we'll link up on Xbox. <laughs> to play some Goldeneye. <laughs> oh, shit, we can't. Yeah. There's no, no online multiplayer. How stupid is it that there's online multiplayer for Goldeneye on the Switch, yeah. but not for Xbox? Horrible. What the fuck? It makes me hopeful they're going to add it, though, at some point. Yeah. So, right on. And you can find me on Discord, Xbox, PlayStation, uh, PSN profiles at CK Present. And we thank you very much for listening to episode 77 of the show. We'll be back in a few weeks' time with episode 78 and what we have been playing. Until then, everybody, take care, happy gaming, and goodbye. Goodbye.